Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right, John. This week, we are talking about the Cloverfield Paradox. That's right. We are also joined by our prodigal co-host. That's right. <laughs> prodigal. The, uh, the, the third third co-host for the podcast. And it's a special occasion, in fact. Yes. Episode 250. We still haven't introduced him. And this is Fultron. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're completely burying the lead here. It's like you click on an article that's like six cool things about the movie. And it's like then it's like, well... Let me wait until page two to tell you about this. Oh my gosh. Six yeah, page things. one is like this intro. I'm like, I don't need an intro. This it's like the history of the franchise. Trying to get click throughs. Context for why. <laughs> for your and ads. let's separate each individual uh, thing from one picture to the next. Yeah. Um, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for coming. It's my pleasure. This is uh, episode 250. We've been doing this for, uh, for five years now. Wow. It's wild, man. It's pretty crazy. Time flies. It does fly. It doesn't seem like it's been five years, but then it kind of does at the same time. Well, like, this is the third location that we've, like, recorded this in yeah. regularly. I, I didn't even know you then. I know. That's right. It's crazy. When I met you, you were like, yeah, I have this podcast with my brother. And I was like, whoa, are you famous? <laughs> no, nah, not, not as much as that implies. <laughs> you guys should get a sponsor in celebration of your fifth year. That would year. be cool. I mean, I would be down with would that. Would you like to sponsor us? I don't have any money. Okay. I mean, we'll, pl- we'll plug <laughs> whatever you want us to plug if, uh, if you want to sponsor us. I have a YouTube channel that died. Oh, oh, man. <laughs> Dude, like, so that's the funny thing. Like, whenever, whenever, uh, whenever I first met you, Chris was like, oh, man, there's this guy, and he's got this awesome YouTube channel and plays Minecraft on it all the time. And I was like, oh, I thought you were famous because it was the YouTube thing. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, man, YouTube, that's something crazy. Like, <laughs> that's something that crazy. crazy. Like, podcast famous is not a thing, but YouTube famous is a we're thing. We're not on YouTube. <laughs> you guys were on you. You had like a little yeah. show that's that you did. Right, that's right. We did a couple of like one off kind of I things. Loved, I loved that. It was John's comic run. Yeah, that's right. That's right. It was great. You would sit over in the corner of the comic shop and whisper into the camera. I would about your uh, your latest purchases. It was it was really funny. Like whenever, because like the, the the owner of the comic shop, he was totally he's like, oh, this is awesome. Yeah. But then like like other customers would come in a lot of times while I was doing it <laughs> and like stand right next to me, and it's like I'm just talking into my headphones, so it looks like I'm just like. I don't know. These comics are really cool over here. And then, let me talk about. Let me talk about. Uh, more awkward. <laughs> let me talk about Scott Snyder's run of Batman. <laughs> I remember you guys had a video where you and Hanny, you guys and Hanny stood in line to play Xbox One. Oh yeah, Dude, that was a great. That was, that was great. a fun one. Was fun. Man, we started this podcast at like the right time because yeah. like we uh, that was right around whenever Xbox One was uh, was about to come out. It was announced. Yeah, it was announced. We, yeah, that's yeah, right. We covered the announcement of that and the PS4. And uh, so I feel like we started this thing at a really legit like things were hopping time. <laughs> We're about to get into the. Do you realize, like, in two years or in maybe next year? I don't even know. Depends on when the p- Sony and Microsoft decide to pull the trigger. We mm. might have another console generation coming up in the next two years. We actually we should uh, we should take bets on that. I think, I think. Ooh. We are at least four years away from any kind of new console generation announcement. Really, that long? Wow. I think we might have another iteration on consoles. Mm. Like, I could definitely see another iteration on the PS4. Yeah. Um, to bring it up to par, probably try to surpass the Xbox One X. 
And then I... They'll be the most powerful console ever made. And then I can totally see Microsoft maybe then start doing a new generation, but it just doesn't fit with their, like their whole worldview right now. Yeah. They're uh, like, so hey, everything's back. I don't know that it will actually be a new generation. I think then it would be like the next PS4 after that that maybe starts a new generation. You mean do you think, PS5? Do you think Xbox will start doing multi-tiered generations? Yeah, I mean, that's what this is. Like, maybe, Yeah, but it's like right now they're, they're marketing it as we're never going to have another new Xbox. It'll yeah. just be like the Xbox One X Plus or right. something, you know? But like, or do you think they're going to do like uh, you know, whatever the next Xbox is, but they'll have three different versions of it, like a low tier, middle tier, and a high tier. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I can totally see that happening. Like, the the thing is, that it kind of happened anyway. Like, it, you think about the 360, we think about, okay, well, there was only one 360. Not really. Those components changed several times on I the inside. A, I had a different one than you. Do you have, like, yeah. a launch one, or was it the, the second no, generation No, no, no. Mine one? was the second generation, So I had, like, basically. what would be the, the third version of the 360. Now, they still ran the same, like, OS and all that kind of stuff. Right. The components switched out, and they changed. They made them smaller or whatever and all that kind of stuff. But even the processors changed. But there was never a, a user experience no. difference. No. Like there is between the One S and the One X, yeah. or the PS4 and the PS4 Pro. That's true. Yeah, that's a good I point. Mean, yeah, you get a different experience on the X. Yeah. Um, I feel like with with the One X, like you, I I could be right there where oh, I see here's the Xbox One and here's the Xbox One X. Then the next generation we have whatever the Xbox Two is <laughs> or whatever the numbering system is going to be. <laughs> the Xbox uh, Seven Twenty. Yeah, the Xbox Seven Twenty, <laughs> which is what we thought this one was. So wouldn't it be like would it be One Eighty or something like that? Ten Eighty. That's yeah. Weird. The Xbox Ten Eighty. Uh, it's called the Xbox, Full HD. Xbox Eight K. <laughs> <laughs> the Xbox 8K. So anyway, the next Xbox, and then you have the next Xbox X. You know, so it's like almost like the iPhone thing with the oh, S. That's what you're saying. And the uh, like, yeah. the, you have the main version, and then you have the S, and then you have the main version, and then the Ooh. S. Like, if they move to that kind of a market, cool. where at some point along the way, four consoles back, like that's whenever it stops being forward compatible, like yeah. the iPhone or like you know Android or I mean, whatever does. Right. In that situation, then it's it's Sony's move now for them to. Start the new console generation. Yeah. Does yeah. It- Which I think that's more likely. I think it's more likely that there's going to be a PS5 before mm-hmm. there's ever any kind of new Xbox. Well, and that's the thing. What the, like, Okay, so the only thing that really matters between generations now is whether or not, like it's to Microsoft's point, like is whether or not you can play your games on it. Mm. So like, but they're saying, hey, we want every Xbox One <laughs> um, to be able to play all the Xbox One games. Right. And as many of the like the uh, Xbox 360 games as they can get in there, and original and Xbox. original Xbox now. Like yeah, I, I mean, think they, like, like they're viewing forward, this. What do they do with the Xbox One games? Are we saying the Xbox Two will be able to also play all the Xbox One games and all the Xbox 360 games and all? Like I think that they're just viewing it as like what your PC can do. Like if you yeah. have your, the right drivers <clears throat> in your PC and the right OS or like whatever, you can play basically any game that you've ever purchased on a PC. But like you may have to jump through hoops. But I think they're trying to get as close to the console version of that I mean, as like possible. That. Yeah, I think Xbox's philosophy is is great, and it kind of actually baffles me that people. I I know it's it's IP and yeah. Xbox has a problem with IP. Yeah. Uh, good IP, but like uh, it it really does kind of baffle me that the PlayStation is kind of in the lead right now. Mm. Um, and I wonder. I'm I think that it's starting to shift. I think the One X, mm-hmm. at least from just like I don't have any numbers to prove this, but just from like <laughs> the talk that I've heard, I feel like the One X has kind of balanced out the console. Yeah. 
playing field a little bit. It seems like the consumer friendly, like the, the, the company being the most consumer friendly making consoles right now is Microsoft. And because yeah. it's like, play all your games. We don't care where you play them. We're even going to give you a PC version of the same game whenever you buy it on Xbox. And we're going to give you a, a Game Pass system that doesn't force you to stream this the mm-hmm. stuff and you'll get like day one releases yeah. on yeah. it. So what? when did they, when did these come out? When did PS4 and Xbox One come out? Was it 2004? 13, 14? So, like, we're in a completely different world now than we were then. Like, so the things that I, I honestly, I, I, so the things that like were people were upset about with the Xbox One when it was announced was like always online. Yeah. Um, not being able to buy physical, um, game discs. Like, when was the last, I mean, you can't, right now, we can't. We can't oh, I'm play, done. I'm done with physical discs. Yeah. Like, how, how, how long has it been since like we freaking bought a, a disc? I think I, I had it's to buy one. It's a Blu ray player right now. Yeah, like well, that's all it is. So my my the only time I had to last time was whenever I bought the Division Special Edition. Yeah, that came with one. But now all the other special editions I've been buying come with codes. Yeah, great. That's even better. Um, and then like Destiny, you can't play that without being online. Fortnite can't play that with being online. Those are the yeah. two games that I play the most. Yeah. You know? Well, and you think about like the Xbox, like especially with Sea of Thieves and probably with Crackdown. And yeah, Sea of Thieves. Potentially great. some of their upcoming games, like they're doubling down on like getting people in the door for their services, not only their um, like gold service, like so you can play online, yeah. but also for the Game Pass service. So I think like that's <clears> like, <throat> and that feels like where the industry is going and yeah. should potentially go. Yeah, I, so, t- I totally think that they foresaw that. They just messaged it terribly. Right. And I yeah. think like, that's where you get like you, this, this, the, the vibe that you got early on in the Xbox life cycle within the first year, I guess before the Xbox one launch. And then after, um, was like, they were the anti-consumer uh, yeah. company. Yeah. Yeah. But then like that's, I feel like that, that messaging and tone with among gamers has like shifted over the, the course of this generation. So, yeah, how know. many how many headlines have you read? PlayStation Network hacked, or uh, right, or goes down. Yeah, and it's like you never hear stuff like that about Xbox. So they have a solid service, um, and and they're doing so much for the community to make sure that people get to play the games they want on the platform they want. Yeah, um, yeah, and even listening, to, like uh, Chris, you sent out that thing on our Twitter chat about mm-hmm. the the rare, the rare guys who do who are doing Sea of Thieves. Um, talking just about like they were being asked about like well how do you reconcile the experience on PC with the experience on Xbox Mm -hmm. and they're like we have put so much thought into making sure that you when you play with somebody I guess they were asking like how come we don't know when someone's on PC like it doesn't say or is there a competitive advantage yeah yeah but like it doesn't even tell you hey you're playing with somebody on PC and they're like because it shouldn't matter yeah like it really shouldn't matter. Yeah. And um and I think there's some issues with that right now, but I think that that that's something that is important for gamers to get to where it's like uh in in games that aren't hardcore com- competitive like Fortnite or mm-hmm. you know Halo right. or whatever I think it's important for us to just be able to play together. Yeah. I mean, I think about Rocket League stuff like that. Like I still play Rocket League all the time and I play against more PC players than I play against Xbox players. I've in fact, like I play against a lot of switch players, like Ninja switch players on my Xbox. And it's like, that's weird too. You know, whenever Mm -hmm. it's like, Oh man, they, they're obviously on switch because like their icon is, is different. And so it's like, that openness to being able to play with multi-platforms and it Mm. not mattering. Like sometimes like, I mean, it, I feel like I'm owning just as many PC players as are owning me, you know, and I feel like I'm same with Switch where it's like, 
aside from like w your preference, like where, whether you like the controls or like how that, that particular format works, like it feels the same on that game. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. And like the argument that I hear right now is like, well, Sony doesn't want to do it and take part in like cross platform play or something like that. Um, because they're the industry leader and they don't have to. And I get that. And like the argument that people keep making is like, if Microsoft was in the same position, they would do the same thing. And I'm like, I don't know that they would anymore. Back in the 360 days, sure. Yeah. But the philosophy that they they have right now makes me believe that if they were the industry leader, they'd still be pushing for cross-platform play. Agreed. And if that's not their intention, they're doing a great job yeah. of making us believe otherwise. <laughs> right? Like yeah. they're doing a great job of <laughs> yeah. bold faced lies. <laughs> I mean, it's working. Whatever yeah. whatever their intention is, it's working. Right. Yeah. Because I mean, I literally I had the conversation probably on this podcast back before the Xbox One X launched with you, where I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna buy Xbox because I feel like it's not being pro consumer right now. And you mean the, the Xbox One. The, yeah, the Xbox One, the yeah. original. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, but before I did I say X, I did yes. yeah. the original Xbox One. One, uh, before that launched, I was considering like hop, like switching over to a PS4, and I was yeah. like, I kind of like was didn't too. know what to think because I was like, well, my friends are over here on the Xbox, I guess I'll stick with that. Yeah, and so I just kind of like did that, and I didn't necessarily like I wasn't. Whenever they backed off of all of that kind of messaging, I was like, okay, that's cool, that's I'm fine with it now. Yeah. But at the same time, now I'm sitting here saying, hey, this is the 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 like I'm glad that I'm an Xbox player primarily mm. because all of this like pro gamer pro consumer kind of stuff that's happening so yeah 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 i remember i i've seen tweets pop up on my time hop of me just just ripping into xbox <laughs> for, their, for how stupid their presentation was oh, on the xbox goodness. one and just being like well i guess i'm moving to playstation screw you guys yeah, and yeah. i even remember it like uh at the office chris came out of his little audio din after they announced all that stuff, I was like, so you still get an Xbox? And he was like, yeah, probably. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then it was like, had we had we not had that, had like uh, the Christmas gift from our company, like to be able to spend the money on that, I don't know that I would have gotten one either. Mm. But it's like, uh, yeah, I'm just like you. Yeah, I like, I'm, I'm glad that, that I play on Xbox. Like, I think it's, uh, I, I just I have no desire. The yeah. only time I've ever felt jealous of a PlayStation uh, console player is with Destiny mm. because yeah. of oh, the, the exclusive the content. Well, and then there's like Ugh. there's exclusive Ugh. games which doesn't that I which love, doesn't make but... me want to switch the PlayStation. It just makes me mad yeah. at PlayStation. <laughs> this makes me angry. Yeah, because I don't I don't bite on stuff like that. Right. I don't but like when somebody dangles something like, "Well, you can't have what we're having like, because well, yeah. we're over here." I'm Fine, like, I don't want it anyway. Well, screw right. you then. I don't right. care. <laughs> Well, and to to your to still your, makes me mad, but doesn't make me want to join you. <laughs> yeah. Well, to, to your point why did about, you join this gang? Because they made me really mad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seriously, like that that kind of stuff. Like I, I would like to see how much that works, and it honestly must work because like they did that with Call of Duty, and Microsoft had it on the other side, like for for so many years. Um, and then now like PS4 has the call of duty thing. They have all of the kind of, uh, content a month early from everybody and a year early on destiny, which is really Ugh. frustrating. Um, but like it's, it obviously has to work like those kind of deals yeah, like ha have I mean, to work at some point. I think number one, it's a status thing. Yeah. Well, I think there are three reasons. Number one, sure. There are some people who like, you know, you're so bought into a specific franchise, <laughs> like call of duty, for instance, is the one that like kind of stung whenever um, it moved over to PlayStation uh, because I loved playing those map packs and luckily that was only what usually a month. Yeah, early? it's thirty days, so that's fine. 
But then the year thing with Destiny, like, I mean, yeah, during Destiny 1, I was always like, gosh, man, that just sucks that we can't play this for a whole year. Um, so there's that reason. I think the other reason is whenever you make deals like that, then for every Call of Duty ad, for every Destiny ad, there's a PlayStation logo at the end of it. There were some, like, there were um, articles I read where they were talking about PlayStation, like how that was a smart move for PlayStation because they were polling people and they legitimately thought that Destiny was a PlayStation exclusive. Yeah. They had no idea you could play it on Xbox. Yeah. So you throw out all these commercials and that There happens. were times where I was playing it on Xbox and I would get confused <laughs> watching the commercials. They'd be like, what? I just played this on an Xbox yesterday, but all it did just said it's available on PlayStation. Was it all a dream? <laughs> Do I not own Destiny? I don't understand. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna wake up and like the, the entire last year has been a dream. Yeah. Like like in whatever show. It's like a are. Bob Newhart finale. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Nobody oh. under twenty is gonna get that and then, no, uh, no. <laughs> You see, Bob Newhart was uh, Wikipedia. That's yeah, what Wikipedia, Wikipedia is for. Yeah. Um, and then the third reason I think is status, you know, because when it, whenever you see these deals being made by these big companies for these big games, it's almost like they've endorsed this platform where it's like yeah. Activision and Call of Duty are saying and telling me that this is the best place to play their game. Yeah. Um, whether it is or not, it may not be. They just gave them more money, but we we perceive it in that way. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, early on in the uh, the console generation, it definitely was <laughs> the best place <laughs> right. to play. I mean, all the graphics comparison videos and things like well, that. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. again, like but, you know, we've made the argument before. It's like, where's the best place to play? The place you have the most fun, right? And the and place where your friends are. Where your friends are. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I mean, if especially if you're concerned about, like, if you're not concerned at all about uh, multiplayer kind of things, it's like, go play wherever you want. Like, yeah. go play with the most powerful. Like, go on PC. Like, that's, yeah, that's if you the want best to go option. Powerful, go PC. You know? yeah. <laughs> um, that's obviously the best option for that. But it's like, if you care about, like, hey, I want to play with a lot of the people that I play with, like, find out what platform they're on. Yeah. Get that platform. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, I have both platforms, both consoles, and... Mm -hmm. I have more friends that I uh, play with on a regular basis on Xbox, so that's where I play. Yeah. yeah, and there's like specific games that like you jump over to the other yeah, platform and sure. play, you know, or whatever. But like it's you know, it's it's all about that like how much fun you're having, like you're saying, and like whatever you can get invested in as far as a platform goes. And yeah. that's uh, that's why I'm glad I'm I'm on Xbox, and it's like I'm glad I didn't switch because then I would have been buying within the next six months. I guarantee I would have been spending another five hundred dollars on a on a Xbox. Right. You know. Yep. You hear the Taco Bell speaking to me right now? <laughs> is that what that is? Yeah, it's telling me things. I'm like I'm way over here, and I keep hearing like I'm like I'm like something's going on over there on the, the, the co-host couch or whatever. Mm. This has been a very riveting conversation for it the has. first. Uh, I know most of the time it's just a bunch of yeah, <laughs> bunch of grumbledy gook. <laughs> it's all the fluff about what we've been up to. Yeah. Who cares about our? Speaking lives? of that, what have you guys been up to this week? <laughs> What time is it? Maybe we should... <laughs> Cloverfield Paradox. Let's talk about it. <laughs> I mean, a lot of Fortnite, a lot of Olympics. Um, that's pretty much it. More Owlboy. Yeah. Owlboy uh, has hit a difficulty spike now, and I'm like, I'm, I'm kind of like working my way through some of those moments. Yeah. It's a fun game still, but... Right. Did you play Unravel? Yeah. I didn't finish it, but I played Where'd a lot of it. stuck? Oh, gosh. I don't remember. I'm, I'm at a point where I'm just like, I don't even know if I care to... to power my way through this anymore. it does have some like there are some like weird like difficulty spikes yeah like it was like i game. went from not looking anything up at all to looking everything up mm. yeah and it also gets kind of repetitive i think yeah. like 
it's, it's like here's another physics based puzzle where you have to figure out how to right get mm. this thing over. Yeah. So they're not well, like I, introducing new mechanics or whatever. No. Not very much. No. Interesting. And, well, and then like so, so you, I I was like, surely I am almost done with this game. Yeah. I've gone through like ten levels. No, there's like twenty two levels. Yeah. I'm like oh gosh. Okay. Well, I don't have the. I don't think I'm gonna finish it. Yeah. <laughs> well, and like you. I always wonder in those instances, like if there's a difficulty spike, like a weird difficulty spike, especially like at the halfway point or before in a game. And yeah. I find out that I'm only at the halfway point. I'm like, well, does it get even more difficult from here? Because yeah. some I'm not things, in for that. Some of the things, honestly, it kind of annoys me in terms of like game design. Like yeah. it's like, this is only hard because you've hidden it off of the screen. Mm. I literally can't see it unless I do this one thing. Mm. Yeah. You know? I'm like, okay, that's mm. not fun. Mm. It's the... Uh, it's the the dark lands of the Lion King on Sega Genesis. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my goodness, that. dude. Or the just want to be king level. Yeah. yeah. I remember like we had that on Game Gear dude, too. Dude, you had to jump on those like those giraffe yep. heads exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like there's only enough room for yeah. like one of your little paws to fit on those <laughs> their noggins. I remember like, one like one time I got to the stampede level and I was like I paused my game because I had to stop yeah. and just yeah. be like. Okay, all right. I have like two <laughs> lives left. If I screw up the stampede level, I'll never get to play as grown-up Simba. I have to do this. <laughs> Did you screw it up? No. One time, yes. I, there was one time where I got to play as grown-up Simba, and it that's was awesome. so cool because he had the best animation and he had the paw swipe and like, oh, that's awesome. And then I blew it. See, and that's what cheat codes are for. And I, I realized this like whenever we were kids and we found <laughs> out there's genie. cheat codes and like or game genie or oh, whatever. Man, game genie was amazing. <laughs> and like those books it's like, you well, would buy at Toys R Us with all the. Yeah. I remember like finishing what was it? I think it was like Sonic 2, the first level, literally the first boss in Sonic 2 on Game Gear. So this is not like the study this is the right. Game Gear version. Was super hard. And it's like I I very rarely would ever get past it, but then whenever we had level select codes, it's like well, let's just start <laughs> with the second then level just past that and you play through the rest of the game. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. The anyway. um I remember those books, you'd sometimes look out pick up the books, be like Whoa! Look at this game. It has all these cheat codes. Let's buy that one. Yeah, <laughs> you like yeah. You, you just to know which game to rent yeah. from Blockbuster. <laughs> Wait, there's a big head mode playing through it again. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Turok for '64 playing that, and they had a uh, you could do one that would give you every weapon in the game, and one of the weapons was literally like an atomic explosion. <laughs> And like, so you would turn on invincibility and then, cause it had like, you would kill you. Of course. I don't even know why this gun existed because you couldn't fire it. You couldn't fire it without killing yourself. So you had to turn on invincibility and then this like God gun thing and it would fire this laser beam. It would just create this like mushroom cloud that would just like turn amazing. the whole screen white. That's amazing. There are rumors uh, of, of a uh, Turok. 64 HD version like that oh, potentially yeah. would release mm. this year. I think like somebody approved a rating for it and it's like, well, well hmm. that and did you hear that the uh, there's uh, rumors of the of Smash Brothers game? Yeah, there are definitely rumors oh, of a Smash Brothers, Brothers, Brothers game coming out this year. Yeah, I never really got into Smash Brothers. What? Yeah, I love Smash Brothers. Dude. It just feels like button mashing. and I never know what That's I'm what's doing. Good about it. No, uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't feel in control. But, I mean, uh, but, but I mean. This is the thing. I don't feel like I don't feel in control either. I feel like it's very just like up to chance. 
Um, somehow there's a there's a pro like oh it's for huge it. and competitive. Well, but here's the thing: I think my, they, they change the rules. Don't we got they? it? We got it for Wii U. They don't do items. They do no oh, items, and they is. do final destination. Because that's the stuff that feels so random. And it's the same thing that feels random in Mario Kart. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. It's like all of a sudden you're in the back, and it's like then you get a bullet bill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You or know? your first place, the only thing you have to worry about is a blue shell. Oh, right. Yeah. Or you're almost you dead in Smash Brothers. Like, oh man. Yeah. And you pick up the hammer. And yeah. then it's like <laughs> and then it's like, oh, you're you're almost dead, and somebody else picks up the hammer, but then the head flies off of the hammer and they're yeah. just holding a stick. And you're like, yeah. well, I can take you out all day long. The thing about Smash Brothers that I do I do not like, it, it has the uh, the Scorpion from Mortal Kombat effect where it's like if you can just do the <laughs> get over here with the uppercut yeah. after uh-huh. that, you can beat everything. Yeah. So it's like uh like I got it for my son when he was like six or seven on Wii U. And within 30 minutes, he was beating me every time because he would just select Charizard and just like hit me with his tail. And there was nothing I could do to get out of it. Like just the constant like juggling until I was like at 300% and he would just knock me off the level. And I'm like, I don't want to play with you anymore. I love it. I love it. That's when you just have to teach them. Listen. Daddy always wins. <laughs> <laughs> Parenting 101. Or at least at least fool me into thinking that I have a chance. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. like that's that's the part of it that yeah. you <laughs> like, listen, you're hurting my feelings right now. <laughs> so reverse. Like, <laughs> so you never let me win. It's horrible. <laughs> oh, man. So just like dead. Grow up. <laughs> Pull yourself together. <laughs> Life's not fair. <laughs> like, I'm supposed to be teaching you these things. <laughs> oh, man. Well, what have you guys been up to this week? Anything? I have Fortnite. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> So the, the new season has begun. So if anybody was looking to like jump on board yeah, uh, we, the Fortnite train. Time. We should talk about that. Like, if that was going to be news, we could... You want to go into... The news! <laughs> the news. The news. The news. So the new season of Fortnite is out. That's right. <laughs> season three. And, and that's uh, the news. <laughs> that's the news. So is update three out as well? Is that what happened too? I don't know. I just, we just got a, a text from yeah. uh, Aaron. That's what he think thing that. Where he said it's running at 60 FPS right now on console. So it must at least be in part out. I know like <clears> I had to download a three gigabyte update last night. I know they updated some textures. They updated lighting. The water looks different. Ooh. Um, is it Sea of Thieves water? Mm, it's not that good. Nothing's that good, man. Yeah, I was about to say, that's, uh, that's some really nice water. Um, <laughs> really nice water. <laughs> got some nice water there, man. That's what they put on the back of the box. Yeah. <laughs> really nice water. <laughs> Stay, Stay on, on target. target. Um, there was something the other day. Oh, it was, it's whenever you drop out of the, the plane. Oh, you actually used to. Okay. This is, this is deep cut into Fortnite, but whenever they updated the map... Like so the islands, whenever you jump in, the textures aren't as good. Yeah. The water used to look amazing as you were jumping out of the plane. Mm-hmm. Now it does not. But yeah, I'm fine with that. <laughs> it's like ah, if you can, if you like, I don't need to look at gorgeous water out there. <laughs> I need gorgeous water. Um, yeah, the <laughs> season three. The water snob changes up the way that <laughs> literally Chris just rates game on the water. You know <laughs> what was the IG? There's an IG interview for uh, for Pokemon uh, Omega Alpha Ruby and Omega Sapphire or whatever, and they were like. It was like too much water, seven point four. Because they used to like break out the bullet points, and then in the next Pokemon game, they had like a mini game where you take a photo, and then the like people rate your photo, and they had a comment that was like too much water, seven point four. <laughs> so, so they trolled IGN right back. Uh, uh, so uh, season three's out. There's new. Um, 
emotes, new costumes, new like uh, new customizable new co- options. Yeah, customizable options like contrails, I guess. Um, like like thing like as you're coming in. Yeah, so there's like fire, going, rainbow, which is awesome. Um, what other new? There's a couple. Didn't new they break out some of the like some oh, of the yeah, outfits, the, like the things that were total outfits before? Yeah. Now you have like a backpack portion yeah. and like a suit portion, which is pretty. Well, cool. Well, yeah, it's just your out. There's outfit and then there's back bling, which is so like you can mix and match different things. Yeah. And so retroactively, they're taking like the knight costumes that had shields on the back. Mm. Those now become a separate entity that you can mix and match with other things. That's so super like cool. yeah. the pink bear outfit had a big black bow on the back, so you could mix that with your tactical uniform so you can yeah. have the like the the <clears throat> dark knight with the uh, like a big bow on the back of it or like, with the gargoyle amazing. wings like you could take the gargoyle wings from the statue and put it on the black yeah, knight very yeah. cool by the way i'm going to start calling everyone's backpacks back bling <laughs> i like your back bling nice man. black bling just, just walking bling. around vandy I like your back bling man. <laughs> <laughs> um so with the the 3.0 so there's a lot of cool stuff there um there's like 100 tiers that's different, uh, and mm-hmm. there are weekly challenges and stuff, daily challenges, which is appealing. Uh, some of them were pretty cool challenges. Like some, the, yeah, a lot of like non-combat challenges. Like that's good. Explore this area, land in three different cities, find a treasure, like all kinds of cool stuff. I love that. Like, yeah. And I hope that, uh, yeah, there's the treasure map. So mm-hmm. like here's a map, and here's a place to go. And you get an additional tier for your battle pass or whatever yeah. for that. I really hope that they, tra- that they start doing things that are like multi-step quests. That'd be cool. Like... That you have to come in and land at the towers, make it out alive, and go all the way north to the llama or something like that. Yeah. You know, like well, I've talked about before. Like, I would love to see like they don't have implemented achievements into this side of Fortnite, the battle ra- yeah. uh, portion. I would love to see like an achievement of like walk from one edge of the map to the other edge of the map in the same match where it's like, you know, you get an achievement. It's like the wanderer or whatever, because yeah. it has to be a very specific thing where like, Oh man, the circle is, is, you know, going on the opposite coast from me. And yeah. so like, you have to play enough matches to be able to know whenever that's going to happen and then kind of get in there and, and just do it whenever you yeah. have the opportunity. So. I feel like they will implement um, achievements into the, into the side of the game once the other side goes free to play. Because then there's no incentive to buy it anymore. There's no reason to try to buy it anymore. Yeah. Right. You know? Right. I mean, they've got to be making like so much money off of the uh, off the microtransactions and like that sort of thing in this game. Yeah, because they're incredibly overpriced. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, as I've been saying, like, <laughs> but you see so many people with them. Yeah. At this point, I have spent zero dollars on this game, and I've played it for like 50, 60 hours. Yeah. And it's like. I'm at this point. I'm like, well, let me put money into this. Yeah. So I'm like excited for this season. I'm excited to buy the battle pass. Yeah, like that's how I f- I felt about it in terms of like, I mean, I've put you know sixty to hundred hours in it, something like that. I can't remember. Where, uh, They're going to say six to hundred dollars. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, Chris, we need to talk. <laughs> sixty to hundred dollars. No, but but I I put. That's actually uh, not that bad. I mean, <laughs> compared, yeah, compared put, to some people, I'm sure. I put twenty bucks into it, um, uh, yeah. and granted, it was Christmas like money, so it was basically a Christmas gift. But still, like. That's more game time than I get out of some $60 games that I have 60 oh, yeah. to $100 games mm-hmm. that I buy. What's really like, funny is even me having not put any money into it, like as you go through the different tiers, the different levels, like you get some of the, the in-game currency, like the V-Bucks or whatever. Yeah. So I literally have basically made money by playing this game. <laughs> Because like I have like like two hundred V Bucks or something yeah. like that, yeah. where I'm like, well, you know, I'm just, yeah. if you're gonna give it to me, yeah. sweet. Um I uh I'm really excited about it. Yep. This is probably my favorite game right now. Yeah. Definitely and we should do a podcast long. sometime about just like this is how you communicate with the fan base and we can run down like we should run down their 
what they do to mm, communicate yep. with the fan base. So this is the best communication I've ever seen. And I thought Call of Duty used to do it well as well. Yeah. But this is even better than that. I think specific studios did it better or worse in, in the Call of Duty True. franchise. Like Treyarch was always really good, but then like yep. Sledgehammer wasn't quite Sledgehammer, as good. Sledgehammer, yeah. Infinity Ward was pretty good. Yeah. And I think like Rocket League does a really good job with it as well. And so we can maybe break down like what is, like, what's good about these rather than like so many times like with Destiny or whatever, we'll be like, oh, they're not communicating yeah. well with their people. And so you give it like this bad example, but like I don't think we've ever really talked about like, hey, yeah. here's the good examples here. Yeah. And broken that down. Yep. I like that. <clears throat> what other news do we have? The only other thing that I had was a uh, was a delay. We had talked about as we kind of ran down the year oh, yeah. of movies. At the beginning of the year. Um, at the beginning of the year where we were like, oh, we're going to review these. There's a, a movie called Alita Battle Angel that we are planning mm. on reviewing, but that has been delayed. Did they say why? Um, I don't think so. I okay. mean, I, there's no reason that they necessarily give here. Bad let's communication. See, let's see what the excuse is. <laughs> like... See what their excuse is this time. Let's, let's find out what kind of. I wasn't uh, wearing my watch. I didn't know what time it was, mom. What kind of lies they want to tell us today? Um, <laughs> no, it doesn't. They don't really. There's no nobody gives a reason here in this Variety article, and you'd think that they did. But like, that's one. I don't know. It looked really cool. The trailer looks really cool, and I'm yeah. I'm uh, interested in it. So uh, definitely intrigued by it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then also, uh, Joss Whedon has exited the Batgirl movie. That's right. Because what he couldn't you? come up with a good script, is what he said. Yeah. Couldn't figure out. And a it's good like, story. man, if you can't come up with a good script, don't take the money and and just do the movie. Like, yeah. I feel like that's a legit yeah. reason to yeah, exit yeah, the movie. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm not I'm not knocking him. I'm, I'm at all. The uh, I I noticed that they're they're proposing Variety their writer is basically theorizing that maybe they moved it to later in the year because there's no Star Wars movie there now mm. and so it's like hey maybe a big action kind of a sci-fi kind of a thing could do well in the holiday time slot so we'll find I out. I do not envy um, studio executives that try to find slots for movies like it's just, <laughs> i mean it's a crapshoot anyway yeah. you know it's like who saw jumanji making so much money and being like this top grossing right you know movie yeah. like i mean it came out like right after star wars i would have said that that thing was gonna die yeah at the box office well we but, even I, during the review i think we were like well hopefully people go see this yeah well like nine weeks in it was still like number one or something ridiculous yeah. you know yeah. well and you also think about like it's <laughs> Marvel and and like even DC or whatever like they're literally being like four years from now here are our tentpole movies here's yeah. three movies in that year or whatever and so like the other like movies like Alita Battle Angel where it's like well this is a kind of a new film like yeah. it's not something it's an IP that hasn't been on on a uh, in the theaters before it's like well where do we put this it's kind of like back when you're like working a part-time job or whatever and you, like you put in your 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 days off and like someone else took it first you're like gosh dang it yeah <laughs> <laughs> when to go to six flags <laughs> i also thought about the same thing whenever, don't miss those days <laughs> whenever like uh red dead redemption announced their release date later this year and it's like anybody who's around red dead redemption is, is now going oh no speaking of that i need to uh take that day off i'm gonna have to remember that membrane was it <laughs> october 26th right yeah yeah it's also my it's also Dee's birthday <laughs> So I was joking. Dude, <laughs> you know what done. to get her now. Get her the deluxe <laughs> version like, of the I'm game. I'm going to be like, hey, we should celebrate the week before. It's cooler that way. <laughs> it's cooler oh, that way. Man. I'm kidding. I'm, I'm just, not going to do that. She's going to catch on. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> she's probably listening to this podcast going right now. She's like, she's now going to text you like tomorrow after she listens and be like, so here's the date that my birthday is. <laughs> Blocks it off in the calendar. Yeah, I won't do that. 
I'll wait a day, <laughs> but I won't like it. And that is the news. And on to the Cloverfield Paradox Review. Yeah, we've been waiting a while for this. So this is a movie um, that we um, uh, thought we were going to review in the theaters earlier this year, like when we ran down, down like all the movies yeah. we were going to review. And, um, and then out of nowhere at mm-hmm. the Super Bowl, there was these commercials. Well, didn't they delay it? Didn't they say like it was like, oh, well, we're gonna delay know, they... it like till till later this year? And we all assumed, like or at least I assumed, <clears throat> that it was the one that they've got slotted for the fall. I don't, I don't remember. Well, they still have another one slotted for the fall. Exactly. But, you know, we'll see. Uh, and then like it was like this is out tonight, which is pretty awesome. I thought that was pretty. Laugh. I I wish every release was like that. When it's yeah. like you know like new iPhone out today. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Here's today. the Infinity War trailer. Go see it right now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how yeah, how cool would, would that yeah, be? I would, I, would, I would drop everything and go and just do whatever oh, you're yeah. telling me all the time. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> be like, I mean, and I would wake up every morning and be like, "What new thing are we getting today?" <laughs> you, would, you would live like in a constant state of like heightened like excitement. Just it was like, like, ah! <laughs> it's like the sheer anxiety of that. You would, would be actually like, wake up in the mornings like alive. Oh yeah, I'd be like, "Cool, I'm so glad I'm up." <laughs> It's going to be a great day. My my thought would be like, I feel like I would be like anxiety of just like, what are they going to drop on me right now? Like it'd be horrifying. 741's in Nashville tonight. (laughs) (laughs) What if everything in life I don't know why I grabbed some 41. It's like, your wife is pregnant. She's having a baby now. Right now. Like, oh man. Uh, I wasn't prepared for this. We don't even have a crib. <laughs> How did we get here, guys? What are we even talking about? Oh, talking about a paradox. All right. Listen, the robots took over already. <laughs> walked in. I feel like we've just come up with the concept of like someone jumping through time. Like... <laughs> Oh my gosh! Oh, okay, man. so then, yeah, so, and it came out that uh, Netflix had the studio wasn't confident that this would do well in the box office. I wonder why. And then, so <laughs> they went to Netflix like, "Hey, you want to buy this?" So Netflix bought it for fifty million dollars, <laughs> and that way the studio they actually make fifty million dollars. They don't have to. Um, which didn't we look up how much it cost to, to make? Is that in the? Is that an IMDb? If we look uh, that up. Something like that. Um, I mean, we didn't even like with this this one. It's been in production for so long. Like this was in production before Ten Cloverfield Lane. It was was, was in production. Yeah, that seems insane. And so, like this one, it's been in production forever. And so you wonder how much this actually costs. But the fifty million dollar deal apparently 50, made fifty. Yeah, the fifty yeah. million dollar deal. Sorry, made it. Uh, profitable from that point right well and it's like they don't have to pay for any kind of promotional material it's yeah, all it says 26 million box office budget this is estimated I, this, I don't know I, what that this means. imdb is weird yeah <laughs> and also with imdb like most people like you can just kind of submit things sometimes but you know say i was in the first iron man movie <laughs> that's right <laughs> no i think you have to have like a credit don't you uh or... i think like you you <clears throat> If you Can become a member, page? like if you become a member, like of like whatever they're they're thinking, so you have to pay them sometimes for like an artist or for like mm. a, a actor profile or a writer profile or whatever. If you pay them that, then you can credit yourself on things. 
It All seems right, like a weird system. Uh, it does seem that uh, seems very pay to win. It probably weird. is. It probably is uh, is more complicated than that. But some IMDb gatekeeper somewhere. There's a couple of people like that I know who've been like done things on uh, like audio stuff for indie movies. And yeah. So maybe the indie movie is lower threshold for like. Uh, I see. Um, that than like the bigger movies well, are the, or whatever. Yeah. Interesting. Um, and I do want to talk about this. Like, so. It's hard to separate this from the way that it was marketed mm. because um, in the of the way in which it was released. Yeah. Um, and so, like, the previews on Netflix that they showed during the Super Bowl, like, made it seem like it was going to be, like, uh, really intertwined with the first movie. A direct sequel is a what I assumed. Direct, yeah. Like, well, well I thought it, like, it would be, like, a different perspective of yeah, the events. Yeah, or well, it said it doesn't say something like you know, like find out how why or how this happened or something, yeah. I don't know, something crazy. Um, mm. And I don't think that happened. <laughs> I still don't <laughs> understand. Um, and so yeah, that sets up the stage for this movie. Yeah, and so obviously we're going to talk spoiler free for a little bit here, yeah. and then we'll dive into uh, dive into a spoiler section after a countdown. Yes, but. I agree with you. Like separating it from those initial things is hard. Like whenever I initially went in to watch this, I had like expectations of what it was, what it was going to, to help me with or yeah. like, like it was going to be this, but it was also somewhat in space. But I also have known like what the premise for, um, the, the movie was before it was like a, like it was called God particle. Right. And, uh, and, but that was before it was like a Cloverfield movie. And so I knew what that premise was. And, but I just assumed that well, it would have more Cloverfield. And maybe that's a situation of like, poor trailer placement or like marketing or something like that because like 10 cloverfield lane like everybody was wondering whether that would have any direct kind of line of, of like mean, through yeah. line to the to that movie but um i even going into it i didn't know it that whereas in this one i assumed that it did have a, a direct line into that movie yeah and you know i still don't feel like and i well this is getting a sport i can't say that um <laughs> Netflix does do a bad job sometimes of showing a lot in their trailers, hmm. but they're usually pretty accurate to what it is. Like what's more accurate actually is the description on, on Netflix where it's like a group of scientists, you start you know, like messing with this alternate reality or something like that. You know, yeah. like that's the description on Netflix. I'm like, well, that makes more sense than this trailer you just gave me. <laughs> right. Right. It's interesting to me, like whenever, Whenever I dove into this and like the things that I, I I liked about it actually had very little to do with like the original Cloverfield and the things yeah, the things sure. that I didn't like about it or I, that I thought were kind of maybe shoehorned in were more to do with the like Cloverfield movies. Mm. So yeah. I thought that was a it's a really like it was a weird position to be in because I thought it would be the opposite. Yeah. So this is where I like I mean <clears throat> we're probably gonna diverge at some point on what we think of this movie, <laughs> uh, but uh, like. I thought it was reasonably well acted. I thought mm -hmm. it was it was um, it did a good job at try, like I feel like this is a horror. It's trying to be a, a horror movie. Yeah. Um, and it did like especially during like the first half, did a really good job of that. There was some really like corny, cheesy stuff, but honestly, like uh, without getting too far into it, it felt like an episode of the Twilight Zone. Mm -hmm. And for alternate reality kind of stuff, it was pretty like. There wasn't anything out of the ordinary that I didn't didn't expect, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like, I don't know, you know. I think like the the 
first of all, like for me, like it was gorgeous. Like the setting is really cool. Like this space station and the way they, the lighting works and the way that the, the gravity works and the, the way that they kind of set the stage for this thing is really a cool place. And so like, I liked the sense of like, of space and like you, I really felt like I understood the layout of, of the, the station. space station and the characters were, were really interesting, but it's like at the same time, I, I did think there were too many of them right off the bat. Yeah, but, well, and- but that makes sense for the gra- gravity of like what they're doing. And we've talked about like even with uh, some of the alien movies before where it's like they land on a planet with like conceivably <laughs> hundreds of people and then you see maybe 20 of them die and you're like, what happened to the other 70, you know, or yeah. whatever. So it's like I, I, some of that I'm, I'm, I'm more forgiving of in these movies because like it's it just it makes sense for this many people to be there and you have to tell a story with those people and you only have a certain amount of time. So some of them are going to be shallower than others. I do think it's like derivative in a way from a lot of like both alien movies, the first alien Prometheus. There was that one recently. What was that called? Um, Life. Yeah. Um, Mm. I didn't see that. I didn't either. But I I read like after I watched this, I read like okay, yeah, it's it's similar in yep. in some of the plot points, um, and then like a, so you know it, it's not an entirely original idea at least, um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it, without spoiling anything, it's it's safe to say that without Cloverfield, this movie doesn't have much to offer. Yeah, that's true. Um, and I think that. And I'm not saying that the Cloverfield stuff makes it better, mm-hmm. but it gives it more credence and more relevance more to our culture. Like, yeah. um, the thing that really baffles me about this movie is that, um, well, actually, I, I, the, the movie itself is baffling to me that it exists because uh, when Cloverfield came out uh, back in like 2009, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was so unique and so on its own, this random occurrence mm-hmm. of an event with no backstory and literally no epilogue. Mm-hmm. It was this isolated event with almost no narrative to it whatsoever, but you're just kind of like taken by this idea of what would that be like if all of a sudden this monster just comes crawling out of the ocean and Mm -hmm. attacks New York City. Mm -hmm. Like, it really was an incredible concept. And take or leave the handheld shots, but like, it it was... I I just remember walking out of theaters being like, that was fun. I know. I really enjoyed that. So then, for years, people asked for a sequel. They asked for something more, right? And we get 10 Cloverfield Lane, which is... Other, like... (laughs) There's if you dive deep into some of the like viral marketing stuff for mm-hmm. these movies, they all connect in one way or another, but for the most part, they have nothing to do with each other. Mm-hmm. And I love that. Like mm-hmm. I when when I understood that concept, I was like, this is great. Like mm-hmm. I am so on board with this to have these standalone kind of like um adventures that we get to go on that are unique. It's like a mm-hmm. it's like a a theater-sized Black Mirror mm-hmm. series, you know, and so this is going to be fantastic. Which is like a, it's like a uh, even Black Mirror is like very um, influenced by like Twilight Zone, right? Like they that, they so. both come from the same like spiritual ancestor kind of a thing. So mm-hmm. it's like this is really cool vibe, really cool thing. And Ten Cloverfield Lane is an incredible movie, yeah. mm-hmm. freaking phenomenal, yeah, and really sets the bar high. And like. 
<clears throat> yes, I, I'll, I'll get back to something else in a minute, but yeah. Yeah, so then when this movie comes along, it sets out to try and connect the other two movies, the, the first two movies together, and... Does it, though? Like, that's... Well, they, they here's said the thing. It would. They said, it, they said it would, and it does. It does? If you can fill, You have to fill in some gaps with your own imagination. But I have three that's theories. Not, that's not my point. My we point, can talk about those later on in the... <laughs> after we get into the spoilers and, like, past that. But you're saying but, that's antithetical to what they were trying to do. Right. It completely ruins it for me, because it's not what... Like after seeing ten, like that's what we that's what everybody wanted originally mm-hmm. when they saw the first Cloverfield. When Clover Ten Cloverfield Lane came out, everyone was like, "Nope, this is a better option. Mm. This is way better." And so nobody, people just stopped asking for any reasoning as to why these things are happening. Mm-hmm. Like you just kind of in your mind, you go, "Yeah, it's like a alternate, you know, kind of reality. Like what if this happened in mm-hmm. our time?" And now they have some vague explanation as to why these things happen, but it doesn't add anything mm-hmm. to any of the other movies. Mm-hmm. In fact, now, every time I watch Cloverfield and 10 Cloverfield Lane, I'm just going to be thinking about the fact that this has to now be tied into the Cloverfield paradox, and it's just going to make me sad. I'm just going to like, be uh, unhappy like, about it's it. It's like midi-chlorians. Yeah. <laughs> every time... Every time that Kylo Ren stops a blaster <laughs> bullet with his with his mind, so I go, "That's cool, but it's just midi chlorian." So <laughs> the uh, <laughs> wonder what his midi chlorian cut was. Yeah, it's interesting to me. <laughs> it's interesting to me. You mentioning like that. It's it's essentially like affecting your enjoyment of the other movies for you. And yep. it's like I'm on the other side where like I watched with with. 10 Cloverfield, like the original Cloverfield, I came out of the theater. I really didn't like that movie very much, mainly because it made me sick. <laughs> like the handheld shots like gave me a migraine yeah. and made me want to vomit. And so like I couldn't couldn't take the, the way that that was shot. And so like I didn't enjoy the movie. But like over time, thinking about like, hey, you know, the, the things that happen, the way that it, it's, it's done, like you remove the shaky camera stuff and the unrealistic kind of like... You remember it different in your mind. Yeah. yeah, and it's like as you think about it, it becomes cooler, right? Yeah. Where you're like, okay, this is a yeah, cool, this well, is a cool concept. The sound design is amazing. Yeah. There's a lot of things that are good about it, right? Barely the seeing the of monster, it is fantastic. Pacing was fantastic. I think the graphics are fantastic. Like one of my favorite parts is whenever they're in that street and the tank rolls up and it's firing, like, <laughs> yeah. at the yeah. monster. It's just so intense. Yeah, yeah. At the same time, like there were that was the hot new thing was right. the handheld look and handheld right. camera stuff. And so then enter. 10 Cloverfield Lane and it's like I went to see that movie like not knowing anything you know really because nobody really knew anything about that from the marketing that actually was a Super Bowl drop as well last year right was it yeah and the first time anybody heard about it and and it it dropped like like a month later yep that came out last year yeah yeah no no it was two years ago was it two years ago no it was last year last year last year I don't know anyway um that one, I, I left that ago. one. It was I, two years ago. Yeah, I think it was two years ago. And Sorry. you and I did the review on it. I don't, like, that was one of the few episodes that, that I don't think you were able to hit. And so like Fultron came over and like we did yep. the review. And I remember yeah. being like, that was really good. And almost like looking at it now, the same thing has happened with that as with happened with the original Cloverfield, but to a different degree where it's like, this was a fantastic movie after I saw it. And it's only gotten better over time. Mm-hmm. Like as I think about the way that that was paced, the way that that story was told, and then the big reveal at the end of that, um... It becomes better. This movie, granted, I've only had two weeks with it, but in those two weeks, I watched it and I'm like, ah, it was it was okay. Like, there's things that I like about it. There's things that I don't like about it, and there's things that I feel like they I wanted them to do more of, and things that I didn't want them to do 
ever again, but then they kept good doing. Yeah. But then like over time, none of that has changed. Like I haven't moved up or down on it either way. Like as a, as a movie, like, and I like things to stand alone as a movie. It's like as a movie, I thought it did an okay job at yeah. being what it, what, what it is. Yeah. Like, um, I don't think it was terrible. Nope. But yeah, you're right. Take away the Cloverfield elements and it becomes less interesting. Like, so what I probably need to do is watch it again because like what I did this time was watching, waiting for the Cloverfield stuff to come in. Mm -hmm. And we'll talk about it in a second. But like, I don't know that that was necessarily, um, until we get to your theories, I didn't even, I I don't even know where this connects Mm. at all. Mm. Um, And so that's where I'm kind of like, I mean, it was, it was an okay, I mean, whatever, you know, like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. To me, and it I, does feel like... I can, I can tell you how it connects when we get into the spoiler thing, yeah. and when you hear it, you're going to be oh, like, that man. is the most arbitrary... Well, so then I might... I, that, that might make me hate this stupid. movie. Yeah. But, like, the, like right now, <laughs> in my ignorance, <laughs> I, I... You're just sitting in the Matrix it. eating a steak. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Seriously. I mean, like, and then... I liked it. Like, and I, I still will say I, I liked it. I didn't love it. Like, I, I don't... Like, yeah. I... I'm glad I watched it. I probably will watch it again at some point. But I also really, you know, I thought like the, the uh, you know, the what just happens. This happened in Alien. Like, I mean, some of the characters, I'm like, okay, well, you're pretty, you know, like, um, you're, you're just the archetype of what your character is, right? Or like some of them, you know, like the acting was okay. I th- but uh, you know, in large part, the it was a pretty good movie. Yeah, I love the music. Bear Mercury did a great job. With oh the music. my goodness. Yes. Um, Visuals are really cool, except for that fire. That doesn't really spoil anything. Um, <laughs> You're going to have to remind me where that's at. at. The, was, I don't know. Where, where was he going? Was he at the hospital or something? That one dude? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we yeah, can I talk about remember. a little bit of that whenever we anyway, get into it. Anyway, yeah, the yeah. fire looks here. Like, fire is... I, I don't know if I've seen fire that looks good at all. Digitally made fire. Shrek 2 had some pretty good fire. Mm. <laughs> I like that. I'll go I, check that out. I think I, remember, like I think water? I remember that. <laughs> it's in the uh, opening, like one of the opening scenes yeah. when uh, Shrek and Fiona are supposed to be doing the king's duties and they both got those stupid outfits on <laughs> and Donkey runs into a, like a, a platter of like flaming like steak or something and it skewers the curtain behind them and it's all on fire and yeah. it actually looks pretty good. It looks good. <laughs> but then again, you're talking about like an animated movie with animated fire. Yeah. And so like, but an animated fire with so live action. You know, the immersion, but yeah. I was waiting for, um, so uh, did you watch the show Bloodline on Netflix? No. Great show. The whole first season, they keep teasing this guy putting his body on a boat and like it's like every episode has a piece of this and pouring gasoline all over the place and then lighting it on fire and jumping off and it explodes okay well that's in the last um episode of that season spoiler Mm -hmm. alert (laughs) Uh, the actual explosion um but like when it gets to it it's just this digital explosion with this fake looking fire i'm like well that was just so anticlimactic yeah i cannot believe you couldn't just blow up one little boat but chris it's like the langoliers you know that movie that tv movie back in the day it's like (laughs) the entire movie you're seeing the trees move out there you're like what's coming out here and then it comes out and it's like these horribly rendered things it's signs where you finally see the alien you're like you're scared of that that thing (laughs) you squirt water on it you kidding me? The yes. deer in the last season of uh, Walking Dead. You guys I, remember I, the deer? I haven't. I'm. I have not watched the entire last season. Oh my gosh, I haven't watched. I stopped season. watching halfway last... through last season just because I I got fed up with the pacing of the show. But the pacing of the show and the governor. I think not the, the governor. You're or wait, Negan. The governor. Negan. You're not Can't alone with that because the viewership has dropped 
Even on that show? It's because they need to get rid of Negan. He's the worst. <laughs> anyway, back to Cloverfield. <laughs> Are we ready to spoil this? Th- oh, wait, should we oh, wait. say... Okay. I say watch it. If you have it, Netflix, like, if, I say watch yeah, this thing. if you thing. have Netflix, do it. Like, I mean, it's like, what, two hours? It's an hour it's and 44 minutes. minutes. Yeah, yeah, it's an hour and 44 minutes. Put it on... See what and you think. You're not going to be offended, I don't think. <laughs> Put no. it on, see what happens. No. <laughs> like, you're not going to... You're not. Gonna, I, was, I was scared out of my mind the first half of this movie. You're not going to hate us for, for telling you to watch this. True. Well. I, sure. <clears throat> Fultron's not sure. I don't, I'm I not know. sure I'm that. scared to find out what this is all about, because right now, <laughs> I'm just completely oblivious. Well, Chris, okay, so we're, we're on degrees right now. You like the movie I a like lot. I like the movie a lot. I'm <laughs> right in the middle, yeah. and then Fultron really doesn't like it. So it's no. like, this is a wide breadth of, uh, of, of of enjoyment here. So we'll find out what this is all about. Unless we're going to spoil unless this Unless you're thing. like, hey, Scooby-Doo's the monster. <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> Rumbo, <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to spoil this thing in five, four, three, two, one. Throw out a spoiler. The Cloverfield monster's in it. <gasps> Clovey. <laughs> Clovey's in it. So, yeah, I mean, so, like, um, the end, like, when he jumps out of the, the, the clouds, like, I, I don't know. That was the only tie-in I saw. <laughs> but that wasn't really a tie-in because this is later than uh, the attack on New York. So here's, here's how it all... Oh, I ass- oh, years later? Not mm-hmm. years later. Yes. So here's here's how it all ties together. Are you okay. ready for this? Yeah, well, yeah, we're sure. diving into this right off the bat. Yeah. I love it. I just, yeah. I just want to lay this out here so we actually have something yeah. to talk about here. Absolutely. This, uh, how do we know it takes place later? Well, because... Did they, they give a year? Here's the tagline for the movie. Whoops, I just tried to... What okay. are you buying just now? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what did you just purchase? I don't know. He was doing like Apple okay. Pay for some reason. Oh, Tagline, no. IMD page. Tagline, the future unleashed everything. Yeah, so we've got... This movie takes place in 2028. That date is okay. said in the movie. Sh- okay. The original Cloverfield took place in 2008. Right. Okay, and then 10 Cloverfield Lane is unspecified 2016. Basically. Okay. And so you have these three distinct movies with obviously like they don't like they don't line up. Like they didn't all happen on the same uh dimension. I'm okay with that. Exactly. And so potentially, like if they did take place all on the same timeline or whatever, potentially this event went back in the past and caused these other events to happen. Wait, 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 hang on, hang on. Wait, 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 wait. Say this again. So either it's all on one earth, the same earth. Okay. Are we talking about reality or earth? Like We're talking about reality. Reality. Yeah, okay. This dimension. Like okay. the, the same dimension. Okay. And this happens in 2028. Yeah. And then it causes like the timeline to get all messed up. Okay. And so back in a distinct time in 2016, something crazy happens. Okay. And back in 2008, something crazy happens. Okay. Which I don't think that can be it because exactly. they're very clear in this movie that there are multiple universes mm-hmm. so that are being that, affected in different ways because of what happened. So you think they're all different timelines? Yes. Yes. So... Here's here's the the thing is that because this shepherd particle uh, particle accelerator malfunctioned mm-hmm. in the year 2028 in mm-hmm. some universe, mm-hmm. all the universes mm-hmm. have now been screwed up and are crossing into each other both through uh, time and space. Mm-hmm. Yep. So because of what happened, they released a monster in New York in 2008, mm-hmm. and they released an alien invasion in louisiana mm-hmm. in 2016 like that's 
that's in, how it so all in ties the original together. Cloverfield as well. Like you had a satellite that crashed. Like you see well, it in, yeah, in. We thought it. We didn't know what it was. But they confirmed via like the ARG, the uh, the alternate reality game or whatever. Some of the like these supplemental things like of oh here's some newsreels and like here's yeah. some things like that. That it was this space station crashed. That was the space station. So in 2008, there's another connection is that that satellite crashed because. Uh, the satellite was owned by the company that John Goodman's character worked for before he became some conspiracy theory yep. nut job in 10 Cloverfield Lane. Mm-hmm. They're connected, and they're an umbrella company for all these other companies, one of which is the Slusho company. Mm-hmm. So there's all these connections between As the another weird movies. connection, the reporter. Remember the reporter interviewing yep. this like writer? Yeah. She is the person that knocks on John Goodman's uh, hatch, and they won't let her in. Remember, in she's the one that's Lane. yelling at uh, the main character in 10 Cloverfield Lane. Her face is like melting off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well who was the reporter? She was interviewing the person at the very beginning of this one, and the oh. person's like, we shouldn't turn on the particle accelerator okay. up there. Which, that guy has the same last name as John Goodman's character oh. in 10 Cloverfield Lane, and there's speculation that they're brothers. Okay, but, that's, but that still <laughs> doesn't say that this isn't... Like, why can't this be the same Earth? Because same. how would this... Like, how would... In 10 Cloverfield Lane, it doesn't have any indication that a monster attack has happened on New York, and... Well, we don't talk about New York. It's true. But at the same time, like in this universe, you introduce like this space station is still there and it fell during mm-hmm. Clovey's attack in 2008. So, I mean, I don't know. There's all sorts the of like, reason, weird small things that don't necessarily Is that line the space up. station or is it a satellite? I think so. Let me look. So the reason I think that this is not in this, like these movies take place in different realities that are all being affected by the Shepard particle accelerator uh-huh, uh-huh. is because... If they all existed in the same, if we look at 10 Cloverfield Lane, the characters treat John Goodman's character like he's crazy, mm-hmm. which if the Cloverfield monster had existed, I would be way more quick to accept John Goodman's premise Yeah, yeah, of what's happening. And then also at the end of uh, Paradox, the Cloverfield monster jumps up out of the clouds. And it's huge. And it's huge, right? So there's... Like, Abrams confirmed that in the first movie, that monster is a baby. Right. Right? So there's... You could say that... And if we want to get super granular, what if the the paradox that happens with that monster is that the, the mother and baby get separated, the baby gets sent to 2008, mm-hmm. and the mother gets sent to 2028, mm-hmm. right? And so that's kind of like this mm-hmm. thing that's going on there. So, Or it could be that the timing of like 10 Cloverfield Lane would be at the same time as yeah that's unspecified the, uh, like it's it's real it's unspecified in the movie like in additional materials they say like uh it's unspecified 2016 well, if but, the aliens chasing these monsters down show up <laughs> it's possible too yeah i i mean like i guess i'm just not like here's a question do you think that this movie was always a Cloverfield movie or do they retroactively make this a Cloverfield movie? It's a retroactive. You can watch it and you can see in the editing how they spliced in Cloverfield material, specifically with like the reporter asking the author about his book about the the paradox, right? Yeah, the only people who say, who call the space station Cloverfield are like mission control. Right. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and uh, that whole sequence where the interview, like that video is playing, 
it's all like uh, shots. It never really shows the screen, what's mm-hmm. on the screen and the characters at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so it's always a close-up of the screen or like there you can tell there's some pickup shots that they did where like somebody's looking at it and has a reaction to it. Yeah. Or but, he says, turn that yeah, off. Yeah. Like that. that's a pickup shot. And I mean, then, like... It's also like along the lines of the production, like whenever this script was originally like put out there, it was just the God particle and yeah. that was the name of the script. And then they picked it up with uh, with bad robot and then it inevitably like swapped over to be, Oh, the God particle. We're making that a Cloverfield movie. So See, it's like, I mean, I, I don't know, know how deep they were in production whenever they made that decision, but I know JJ doesn't like necessarily, he just creates these mysteries. He yeah. doesn't necessarily have a solution to them all. Um, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, do you think this is even close to what he was thinking? Or he was just like, ah, that's good enough. Let's make a Cloverfield movie. I think it's an interesting way. Like if, because people were clamoring at at one point, like whenever this movie would have probably gone into production, people were clamoring for answers of like, give us another Cloverfield movie. Tell us why. And so he's like, okay, well, here's a script. We can make this why. You know, this this alternate dimensions, like this this is an answer to that question. That sounds cool. They start the production on this one. It's taking a long time. They find another script of 10 Cloverfield Lane and go, hey, this is a cool, amazing script. Can we make this a Cloverfield movie? And then they do. And then along the way, this one now comes out after that movie. And here's what we have. So, so like, like... I it, guess, like, you know, I mean, it, it would make more sense... If you know this is George Lucas telling, "Hey, this is the prequels," you know, and I'm telling the story of how this all happened. Or it's mm-hmm. like, well, that makes sense. You know, if he had this in his mind the whole time and is setting this up, it feels a little weird to do it this way. That's, I also, that's the thing. Like when I said earlier in the non-spoiler section, like it baffles me that this this movie exists because it's so out of line from Abrams' philosophy on how he makes movies. Hmm. Like, it is so counterproductive to what he sees as essential in telling a good story. So, I also think, like, to a certain extent, the Twilight Zone-esque-ness of it mm-hmm. makes it okay for me. Like, makes makes the fact that it doesn't fit kind of the J.J. The, the Abrams kind of mentality of, like, telling a story or whatever. Because, like, Twilight Zone wasn't one person's vision it was a lot of different things that just happen and a lot of different episodes that don't tie together but some of them do and then there's a lot of stuff that just just happens so like i'm okay with this being vastly different than the others and being in the same universe and like tied to them in some way uh even if it's like a vague unknow unknowable almost way right now yeah i think the only thing that makes it feel weird for me is the fact that it doesn't feel intentional yeah, like mm. uh, it doesn't offend me mm-hmm. that this is how they connect, mm-hmm. um, or that these are different alternate universes or whatever. It just makes yeah. it a little less complex in my mind as to what's happening. Yeah, but it feels really unintentional for me. It it kills kind of the like after Ten Cloverfield Lane, I stopped trying to connect the movies. Mm-hmm. I know people still try, and there's there's things you can do to connect them. Mm-hmm. In fun little ways. Yeah. Like, you know, there's always like a gas station named Kelvin in it, and there's mm-hmm. always a slusho reference, and there's always, you know, some kind of umbrella corporation behind the scenes kind of thing. Like, that's cool, mm-hmm. but I did not need a narrative reason as to why these all fit together. Mm-hmm. And to me, 
it just makes it so lazy for them to be like, well, this thing happened, and because it happened, anything at any time could be connected to this event. And you're just like, okay. It feels like yeah, it feels like a uh, a non-answer almost to a question that people have asked. They're like, oh, tell us the answer to this, and then it's almost like this is the re like so because I said so answer. Yeah, it's like because yeah. reasons, you know. Well, it's like making up. It's like when you're a kid and you just start making up rules to games, like as you're playing them. You're just like, oh no, I can do that now because I have the uh, rainbow yeah. card, which lets me do this. And you're just like, well, well it was and, better before we had the rainbow card. And at the same time, like. <laughs> Personally, I'm happy that we had Tin Cloverfield Lane before this movie because Tin Cloverfield Lane is so fantastic. And yeah. and that one going into production after this one makes me be like, well, they were trying to come up with a sequel. They were trying to make this this movie as the second movie, but it just by happenstance, by the way that that was a smaller scale production, it literally has five act- actors in it. And so like now that one comes out two years ago and this one comes out now it's like i'm happy that that happened but it may be a situation where that is a a a thread of narrative thread and a mindset that they had way earlier in the process and they're like well let's just put it out and see what happens i also think like along the lines of like losing the focus like you mentioned chris like i think that's like part of what made this movie like like I said, I liked it, didn't love it, and that's part of why. Like because I think they they focused on too broad of of topics. Like there were so many things that they they tried to touch on. Um, whereas like I the things that I found compelling, I wanted so much more of and never got more of them. Um, and some of those were like whenever they smashed these realities together, and essentially you have two two of the same dude living in one body. And like, he's talking to himself and it's like, oh, that's a really cool concept of like, and horrifying as well, because he has suspicions about the, uh, the, the, the Russian scientist. And so he's like, then the other person, like in the other person's reality, that Russian scientist really is a bad person. German scientist. What was that? German. You're right. You're right. German scientist really is a bad person. And so then like that idea was amazing. The idea of like, all of a sudden we have a different person on the spaceship and we're like digging her out of the wall. Yeah, that was that an amazing stuff. idea. Like, I love all that. It's but amazing. It was, the, the intention was good, but the payoff was terrible. Like, the the whole thing with like the 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 German guy looking in the mirror and like looking in his eye and I'm like oh I love stuff like that where you're gonna gross the the crap out of me right yeah. now and I'm so ready for it yeah. like mm-hmm. and then it's like his eye just goes blink and I was like oh that's super weird that's <laughs> awesome and then you're like watching it and then all of a sudden worms come out of him and then the the uh, the orb thing was inside of him and I'm mm-hmm. like I I can't buy that. I can't buy that this dude did not realize that he had like a six inch diameter ball inside but did, of did him. Did it happen did it at that hap- point? Yeah, because like you had the uh, the color on the uh, on the foosball table, like the, their uniforms changed color way later on into this thing. Yeah. So it's like they were, and then the dude's arm, like whenever it gets sucked into the thing, which who knows what in the world that was. Yes. Like I have that part. I like, I, that's where it kind of like was like, well, this is, this is really weird. And it's, me, dumb. It's, it's so far off the, like out of the norm of what we could even understand that at that point, it doesn't, I mean, I don't know. That's where, that's happened. where it moved into yeah. like jump the shark. Yeah, it did uh, for me. Totally. Does it have, I mean, what is, what shark is there to jump? Like there's no well, because there still has to be a train of thought behind it. Like you have to even if it's even if it's not 
reasoning based in like real world logic. It has to be reasoning based in the movie's logic. Mm. And there's no logic in that movie that says a arm can think for itself. I think well, there's just no rules. But I also think point. like Well, and that's a problem. <laughs> that's a problem in a movie. But there there's has no rules to be in rules. The Twilight Zone. But but there's logic. There's mo- there's logic within that story. Like if you look at the first episode of Twilight Zone where the guy gets uh wakes up and he's in a world all by himself, right? Right. right. And there's all this kind of stuff. Like, there's all these weird things happening. By the end of it, you realize, oh, it's a mental simulation that this guy's going through to test the stress of his brain mm. for space travel, mm-hmm. right? That's not a real thing. That will right. never happen in the real world, right. but it fits the logic of the story. Mm-hmm. Okay. And there's, I guess, like, for, for me, I almost like, I don't mind if there's relatively no rules. I kind of just wanted somebody to tell me that. Like, nobody ever really like, theorized and was like, oh, man. You know, that's why this is happening. Yeah. That, will, yeah. That this is why this is happening. Like, nobody stopped to really like have a conversation because I feel like as soon as weird stuff starts happening around like any group of people, they're going to like at least someone's going to be like, all right, guys, why? Well, yeah. And I they will, never had that discussion. I will, and that's I will give you that like it, it, it didn't make any, they didn't really explain anything or even try to explain anything to themselves. Like, even whenever like, okay, all of a sudden the earth has appeared and we don't know where we're at. Like, are you, you? You're telling me they didn't scan on the other side of the sun? Like, if we're in the solar system, <laughs> but they just also look for it. They also didn't have the gyroscope, Chris. They didn't know where the other side of the sun oh, was. I mean, I get sure, maybe. I mean, <laughs> no, I don't no, know. no, no, Chris. These are this is like a dozen of the uh, the top scientists on the planet. Yeah, they're gonna be able to figure that out. And to me, it didn't. It felt like like when you do stuff like that, like where you have these random events that are happening, it should have this kind of breadcrumb feel to it where you're like, oh, eventually these are going to piece together. I'm going to understand something. It's like Mm -hmm. when you watch like a Nolan movie or, or, you know, something like that where it's like random things are happening. It's like, like Memento, like you watch Memento Mm -hmm. and like everything seems random. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And the closer you get to the end of the movie, you're like, oh, I see why he showed me that before. And there was just so many random things like, okay, woman appears in the middle of a wall. Guy's hand gets sucked into a wall and can now think for itself. Guy has worms in his eyes, mm-hmm. has a lazy eye. There's like all these weird things that are happening. And like I'm watching it and trying to like in my mind think like, what are they saying with this? Yeah. And like, what does this mean? And it really was just kind of like random things. Like what cool weird things could we do if two universes collided? The only ones that like I was able to put together, like because because nobody really had a discussion <laughs> about like – Honestly, I would have even been fine if they were like, oh, man, it's just like because I remember somebody saying it's going to get worse and worse mm-hmm. until it happens. So it's like, OK, what does worse mean? Does that mean in frequency? Does that mean in weirdness? Yeah. And so it's like and so maybe all of the above. But like we never like I almost wanted someone to just say this is going to get super crazy. None of us are going to understand it. And we're just going to be along for the ride. Well, and then I would have been fine as an audience member doing so. But as I kind of watched, I was trying to figure this stuff out. That's the only reason why I knew, hey, this guy is in the body with his counterpart from the other side. And then, you know, all this stuff. And then, oh, that's why she's in the wall because uh, Hamilton's supposed to be not on this space station. So yeah. you have the these little things that you have to put together yourself. Yeah. But then at some point, it just stops happening, like where you can't put that together. Well, and like, but I never even thought that this was it limited at two universes smashing together. Um, mm. they, I mean, they said a couple times there's a, like a mentioned multiverse, mm. but like, especially if like, you know, say these two universes were the only two ones smashing together. Um, then that would mean that the monster that's on the first earth should have come from the other earth, which means they had monsters on that earth. 
I think in the first Cloverfield. I guess. Field, <laughs> I, just, I just guess. I, I don't know that I need it to make sense necessarily. Makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I understand where you're coming from with that. I just like this movie just in general didn't. Like I said, I'm like middle of the road on it. You yeah, know, it's like I, mean, I, yeah, I enjoy like, it. We can, well, we can divorce, like just stop talking about the Cloverfield stuff and talk about it as a movie too, if we want to. Um, because honestly, until you outline all this stuff to me, <laughs> I didn't really see the connection until the end anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, or we can, or we can not. But I, it's just like, I, I guess my thought is like I thought the like cast was was fantastic and it was a really cool concept. It was just the the delivery yeah. like, was a little a little less of what I wanted and more of what I didn't. Well, it's not what I expect from a Cloverfield movie. You know, to, yeah. to your point. But then way under but neither that, was Tin Cloverfield Lane though. I mean true. It it just and, and the part that again, you know, weirds me out is the fact that like, hey, we're just gonna retroactively make this a Cloverfield. Let's just retroactively make something a Star Wars movie. Yeah. It seems well, weird. And it's like we we wondered at the same thing at the Tin Cloverfield Lane. It's like uh, you know, at some point you decide to make this a Cloverfield movie. And there's another Cloverfield movie coming out in November set in World War II. Well, what's the problem? <laughs> and, and so, like, at what point did that, that movie become a Cloverfield movie? And it's like, and why? And I guess, like, that's – is it just – it's a convenient answer. In this movie's case, it actually, like, the, it being a Cloverfield movie enhances what would have been, like, a kind of a mediocre movie anyway, yeah. you know? And it, yeah. And then in Ten Cloverfield Lane's uh, case, it took what was a fantastic movie and twisted it and turned it, it basically, into something even better. The 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 thing that the Cloverfieldness does for these movies is just make it marketable. Mm. Like Ten Cloverfield Lane is a really great movie, but probably would not have been seen by as many people if no. it wasn't a Cloverfield movie. Mm-hmm. I think it still would have, you know, been nominated for some Oscars and it still would have been really good, mm-hmm. but it would not have been this huge thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If it wasn't tied to that. And it's the same thing with this. Like this movie would not have made a dime in the theaters, but because mm-hmm. they put it in ne- on Netflix, released it immediately and told us that it was connected to the original Cloverfield movie. There was not a second. As soon as the last point was scored on that football game, I went on Netflix and yeah. played the movie. Well, which is a genius thing in and of itself. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago, yeah. where like this is us, like NBC or whoever, like tries to like after the Super Bowl, we're going to debut like a new uh, a new drama or a new show yeah. or like hey the the new season of this show. And so they try to pull you, pull over this massive audience over from that. Whereas this time Netflix. Pulled oh, yeah. it like they they were like ah here's some competition for you. Well, Netflix baffles me anyway, and I I I would be so fascinated to see their watch numbers because like you know uh the I forget his name the CEO of Netflix they're like why do you keep putting out these Adam Sandler movies he's like we wouldn't if you didn't watch them like <laughs> and he's like you can trash I, them all you want I see the numbers like people yeah. like everyone's watching these movies and I'm like who I can't believe that but yeah. maybe it's just the fact that it's just there. Yeah. You know, I also think like you have. It's like it's like you put almost anything on there, and the people will watch it. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> absolutely, well, because what do they have to lose? True, and I mean, it constantly it, really it throws things at you too. I load that thing up; it's not lost on me that my my list, my queue, or whatever, is like two rows down. So I have yeah. to like I. Yeah. It, it forces me, me to see something. It puts their choices above yours, right? And, then it, says, puts, and, and it, it puts my puts, choices all out of order too. Yeah, but <laughs> it also says like, hey. Here's 
Like, so immediately after this one, there's an example of like, here's targeted. Like, oh, oh you just yeah. watched Cloverfield? I'm going to autoplay uh, Altered, Altered Carbon. Carbon. Yeah. And so it's like, Which it, I really want to watch. They try to hop you in on these, these like sci fi. Oh, you like sci fi? Here you go. You I have- literally typed in, because I was going to watch the Cloverfield movie again before this. I typed it into the search because it wasn't showing up on, like, they've, they've pushed it so far back. Because you've already seen it. Because I've already seen it. Yeah. Yeah. But like I typed it in and so literally like number one on mine. Literally, I typed it in. The first result was uh Cloverfield Paradox. I forget what the second result was. Third result was altered carbon. Which is crazy. Which I didn't even search for. Yeah, it's yeah, not it, even it's <laughs> like you search for clo and it's like carbon? Yeah. <laughs> Do you mean carbon? It's like only yeah. one of these letters is the same. Um but yeah, like uh, Netflix I is, is I've seen it. What, they try to target you. And then they try to release, like, as I mentioned before, like, they will release, like, I noticed they release about a sci-fi something every month. And yeah. so it's like, it's trying to get, get me to, oh, well, you've, you've just finished this sci-fi movie. Here's a sci-fi show. And you get on that and it's like, oh, by the time you wrap up with that, it, they've come out with another sci-fi show. And so you can kind of, like, target your your likes and dislikes. And at some point, you're just in it. You know, and you're just like, they're just feeding you stuff. So if you like the Adam Sandler movies, like you watch one of those, they're going to like, guess what's going to be on here? Like what auto plays after that? It's (laughs) like, it's going to be another Adam Sandler movie, you know? So like the numbers and like how people's watch habits are like that. It's super intriguing. Well, and they are doing something right because it's like, so Hulu tries to do the same thing sometimes. It's really funny. Like I'll watch the most recent episode of like the Mick and then it will auto play the first season, episode one of uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I'm like, these shows, sure, they're on the same channel, but they're completely opposite. Mm-hmm. Like, But they're like comedies. They're you bo- like, well, you sure. like comedies on Fox? <laughs> but, but like, I don't know. I, I also like Netflix think, does it better. <laughs> I also think that like on Hulu, there is some um, adherence to network. Yeah, that's true. Because like yeah. if I get done watching something that's on a Fox network, inevitably a fo- another Fox show plays after. Yeah. And if I get done watching something that was like a CBS show, it tries to autoplay another CBS show or whatever. So it's uh, with Netflix, they can kind of just, it doesn't matter. Like right. it doesn't matter who, like, cause we produced all of this. Yeah. So it's interesting. Speaking of the music, like you said, Bear McCreary, the music in this thing is so, like I was hooked in the music. Like if there's anything that can scare me, um, it's like the buildups with like the, the music and like that sort of thing. So like all of those moments, like if you, if you were to mute it, I would not be nearly as like on the edge of my seat whenever, whenever those things happen. I mean, I love Bear McCreary and he's only gotten better and better in his career. Yeah. Um, I love what he, he does with the walking dead. I loved what he did with Balsar Galactica. Um, I like what he's done with pirate music for Black Flag. Um, Black Sails? Or, no, oh, yeah, Black Sails. Sorry. that's Black Flag is Assassin's yeah. Creed. He, uh, did, uh, he did the uh, theme for um, the uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which is awesome as well. Oh, yeah. I forgot all about that. That's crazy. Does he do the music for that whole show or just the theme? I think he does like he does like the main ones, and yeah, then other yeah. people will like take it and orchestrate it and like work it in in different ways. That's so. cool. Um, and it was cool to see him go back to sci-fi here. You know, um, since Battlestar Galactica, I don't think he's really done anything that's been super sci-fi. And I, I feel like it mixed a lot of like things that he's done in the past with like mm-hmm. horror and yeah. sci-fi at the same time. Yeah. So like that felt really fun and uh, and really intense. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. What else? Is anything to say about this movie? I just i I hope all this was was. 
the project was dying and they tried to make a profit on it and mm. we're just going to move on from here and the next one will be better. I was like, reading <laughs> some theory, like some, 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 like the, Hey, does Netflix have an option on the next one later this year? I mean, yeah. I and mean, does that mean the next, the next Cloverfield? I mean, I think Cloverfield is still, that, that was my point originally with this, which sure, maybe b- bad word of mouth would give this one like, cause it's a subpar, just movie in general would, would keep the audience suppressed if they released it at the box office. Um, but like what, what what is there to keep them from le- releasing another Cloverfield in the box office? I feel like it still has a enough um, market attention to warrant going to see it in the theater. I don't yeah, I don't think they're going to get away with uh, um. Well, I guess you can't get away with a same day drop into theaters marketing campaign. Mm. <laughs> it works on Netflix. <laughs> But I mean, they they cut it really they cut it really close with Ten Cloverfield Lane with yeah. a month. Yeah. I mean, the first trailer debuted a month before the movie. That's crazy. Came yeah. out. Yeah. Um, these days, you're just sending a file over. You know, yeah. it's not like, hey, here's all these reels of film. Yeah, here, plug in this flash drive. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think they're going to have to be a little more intentional with their trailer on this next one, so that people can watch it and be like, okay, I feel like the production quality is there. Mm-hmm. I'll go. I'll go see it. Oh, the production quality was there in this. I, think. I don't think it was. No. I think cinematography really? wise, I don't think it was very good. And the special effects were better than I think. Uh, like it, for how the writing was and just the plot and everything, like it felt very like. In my opinion, this movie was like a sci-fi channel movie. Mm. Mm. So like, when was the last time you watched one of those? I know they're bad. Yeah, they're horrible. Uh, but also, their special effects are really bad. I'm saying the special effects in this were actually oh, okay, decent okay, and, and pretty good. Um, I, I'll I'll get behind like some of the cinematography. It's like, well, you could have framed that shot a little bit better, or like you know, this could have been a little bit more intense if there was other choices made. But at the same time, like the set design was fantastic, um, and like like you said, the the graphics like were really good. Um, I don't know. It's it's. It's an interesting movie. I think it's fascinating to to watch it. And I was like, afterwards to think about it, I was fascinated. It never hasn't hasn't didn't move one way or the other for me. Like I said, which is strange for a Cloverfield movie because both of the other two have grown in my mind since watching them. Yeah. And I'm I'm not so put off by the fact that like this one doesn't ruin Cloverfield for me. It doesn't ruin the other two movies because like in my mind, these movies are so drastically different tonally and even like. Sure, some of the topic and subject matter is the same, but it's like they all handle it differently. And so, like, I'm not put off by by this movie as much as I think that you said you were. And it's like the next movie I'm like, I'm in on because it's going to be, if history is any any tell, it's going to be nothing like any of these other three movies. Yeah, are you, I mean, are you saying that, like, the Cloverfield as a franchise in your mind is kind of like, I'm not taking a notch down? I feel like this movie is going to be like the redheaded stepchild, you know, like it's in my mind, if, if I go back and watch Cloverfield one and two, Mm -hmm. like I'm just, I'm not going to, I don't want to think about paradox. I just don't Mm -hmm. like, I don't want to, I mean, I can see that. I don't want to think like, Oh yeah. So when this happens, that's what they were talking about. Like, I don't care about paradox. Mm -hmm. I don't care about it. Like I am so much, I was so much happier with the idea of these movies are isolated events that have a similar feel and theme of the sci-fi horror mm. mystery, 
And that's how they're connected. They're connected in spirit rather than in narrative. And I think that's a much better way to go with it. Mm. So interesting. I mean, I'd rather them be connected to narrative, but all be on the same earth. Like if it was my own opinion, mm. like I'm not saying they are or the yeah. evidence supports that. I'm just saying in my, like I'd rather them all be connected and, and there'd be some kind of linear story that they never really tell you, but you can kind of infer like, I guess like the only reason like why I'm not in that camp, because like that sounds awesome. Like is because we have so many things trying to do that. Like we have the Marvel cinematic universe trying to enforce, yeah. enforce these rules and these things. And it's, and then we have, you know, where it's like, Oh, well, where does this fit within this well, universe? They do it differently. Or even like with the mummy yeah. movie that tried to like launch into this universe. And I'm like, I'm okay. If, if none, nothing ever makes sense, yeah. I'm 100% fine. If that's true, as long as you're telling really compelling stories. So like me, like that. I don't need it to be like such like, um, like this is this would be my vision if I was creating this. It would be like we're we're gonna tell you know twenty five thirty stories over the course of however many years, but you really only get a, a good picture of what is actually happening until like the thirtieth movie. <laughs> you know, like way down the line, this fine like this kind of comes into view. You know, like whereas like these other franchises, they're very apparent with what's happening. You know, yeah. like in terms of the linear story. I mean that that makes sense and like, but it doesn't seem like they're doing that. I don't know. No, the thing is, I don't know what they're doing. Like, if if they're just picking up movies and slapping the Cloverfield on it, I don't understand that. Yeah, like that doesn't make any sense. That's a very reactive way to make a movie rather than being <laughs> yeah. like, let's set out to make a really great Cloverfield movie. Well, like, and I also think like it's it's worked. What's funny about it is this worked really well for them with like Ten Cloverfield Lane, and it's also like this one has gotten mediocre results. Like, it's got, but and then that, but then I, then I go back to like. I mean, I could totally see now Cloverfield being a Netflix thing that comes out every year because I guarantee everyone and their mom watched this thing. Yeah, but I'm not like fool me once. You know, it's like yeah, if true. they if they try this again and it's going straight to Netflix, I know okay, you've already set the bar for what a straight to Netflix release mm-hmm. looks like for Cloverfield. I'm not mm-hmm. doing that again. Mm-hmm. I can like, see that. Like, but if it came, if it comes back to theaters, if the one coming out in the fall comes to theaters and they get a legit trailer, even if it's a month before it it comes yeah. out, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I'll come back and check it out. But I, I do. Think- I'll admit, I'll admit, this movie kind of worried me a little bit about the in the integrity of the vision for what Cloverfield movies are supposed yeah, to. Yeah, especially like with just how this became a Cloverfield movie. Yeah, yeah, that's the most concerning thing to me. Yeah. And I guess like it's like a dinosaur movie and slap Cloverfield on it. Yeah, I mean I, they could, they could because <laughs> of paradox they could do that. And, and they can literally they, seems weird. Here's what here's what it did. It seems super weird. No, like this is this is what this does is it's like studio wise this is brilliant because now Paramount anytime they have a script that they're not like fully bought in on they'll be like yeah show it to JJ and see if he wants to put Cloverfield on this and make this a thing. Like anytime they get like a halfway decent script. All right. Let's write a script. I'm serious, though, Let's right? Take it to JJ. <laughs> like, I'm serious. Like, imagine a script comes in and it's it takes place in like caveman times. Yeah. But like, some mutated dinosaur shows up and they're mm. like, "This script is bogus." <gasps> Wait a second. <laughs> well, I mean, we've got that Cloverfield property. I, I mean, and my thought is like, I'm okay with that as long as it's good. Because like you look at this movie, it's like it started out. If you remove the Cloverfield from it, it's it's a mediocre movie. Okay, yeah. So what if and then and then Ten Cloverfield Lane is a fantastic movie, 
if you remove the Cloverfield stuff, but then it gets even better if you put the Cloverfield. What in. if this had been a ten out of ten, and then they still had this same weird um, alternate universe kind of approach to Cloverfield? That's a franchise in it. Um, I is, mean, are you, I guess I guess the question you're asking is like, are you a fan of the concept or like at all? Well, like, are you, oh, no, you yeah, like, the concept? Uh, yeah, would this movie? Would you still feel like this? You didn't want to. You don't want to think about this movie if. It were a ten out of ten, fantastic, you know, like sci-fi horror movie, and but it still had this same kind of like approach to the universe in it. So, like, if it was a good movie, but it still tried to tie everything together. Yeah, yeah. Um, in basically the same way. Well, not if it was in the same way. No, because mm-hmm. I think this is a really like lazy way to. It's an unnecessary lazy way to explain why these movies exist. I don't mm. need a reason why they exist. Yeah. I don't, I really, I really, really don't. Like, hmm. I can't, I, I, I'm struggling to put into words how much I don't care if these exist in the same universe or tie into each other at all. Yeah. And I guess, like, where where I differ from you is, like, I'm the same way. Well, I, I don't necessarily care that they're the same, but I also don't care that they've connected them now. Yeah. Like, I, I'm, I'm completely ambivalent about, like, whether or not they've, con- like, they could have never connected these, I would be fine. They Now that they've connected them, I equally don't care. And I still feel like there's enough ambiguity around how they're connected. Yeah. Right? But that's the thing that bothers me is that it doesn't mean anything. Mm. The fact that you're ambivalent about it is what bothers me because it's like if if you're doing something, like if you went all, through all that trouble to to explain it and it doesn't matter, yeah. why mm. did we go through that trouble to explain I mean, it? I get that. Yeah, yeah for sure. It's definitely... Like in my mind, like let's think about the the main character in 10 Cloverfield Lane that is such a hero's journey at mm-hmm. its core mm-hmm. and it's so beautiful the way that they structured her story that mm-hmm. is the most it, she's this proactive uh heroic main character that goes through this incredible story arc in the smallest setting mm-hmm. with the most outrageous premise right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and but then you attach that now to the idea that this was all caused by some cosmic event that happened in the future. And it kind of, in my mind, not a lot, but just kind of waters down the idea that these are isolated events that are character driven mm-hmm. and about, they're about more than just trying to explain something. Mm-hmm. Like they're, they're, they're this metaphysical kind of like, psychological journey that you go on when you watch these movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And paradox is absolutely not that. Yeah. And I guess like I get that. I get that. And this one this one aside. So this is a third of the Cloverfield movies that we've seen, right? So yes. we've seen three. This is a third of it is like eh, and it's different because the other two, two-thirds of them focus very small stories. One of them is literally like a group of people in the middle of an attack. The other one is a group of people in a bunker. And so the broadening of the uh, of the scope, I guess, of this movie makes it less compelling because it's like I think about even like the Marvel movies or or the DC movies or whatever, it's like if I I've always wanted them to tell, hey, tell a smaller story within this larger piece. 
And they do that a lot in comics where it's like, oh, while this big event is going on, this small group over here is doing this. And this is a really cool, heartfelt, compelling story. And that's what I feel like the first two movies are. Yeah. Whereas this is the tale of the larger thing. And it's like, it's definitely less compelling. Yeah. And it, well, it does feel like, you know, I don't know. It still baffles me that the, the way this came out. But like, say this was, this is now, I guess, the franchise. So, but like, this should have been, if this was a, this should have been the first movie. You know, in the normal way of making things. Yeah. You know, and then like, oh, then you tell these other stories of what was happening. And just think, what, like, know. and that would be a, a way better way to watch the movies. Mm-hmm. Like, if you, because, like, if you watched Paradox and you were like, that was crap. <laughs> and then you watched Cloverfield yeah. and you're like, that was a little mm-hmm. better, but that was kind of weird. Mm-hmm. And then you watch 10 Cloverfield Lane and you're like, whoa, that came out of that crappy movie? Mm-hmm. Like, that would be Amazing. Like, mm-hmm. that's turning crap into gold. Mm-hmm. But now I feel like we've taken gold and created crap out of it. Mm. Okay, so then put it in the order of, like, how they were, like, started in production, where you have the original Cloverfield, then you have this one, and then you have 10 Cloverfield Lane. Like, that's how they entered their production Are cycles. you sure about that? Because I've Fairly never heard that before. This started way before the 10 Cloverfield Lane. I'll check. Okay. I mean, well, and that and that part confuses me, too, because, like, JJ's not ever one to explain himself. No. Or his movies. I, no, it's it's that's what I was saying earlier. I weird. don't understand. It's antithetical to his process. You need to get him on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> hey JJ, <laughs> why'd you make this movie, man? You'd probably be like, I I didn't. Yeah, unless someone else did. <laughs> I don't know if you know what a CEO does, <laughs> but they don't make movies. <laughs> they own companies. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's weird. Well, so okay. So. Did the same thing happen to this next movie that's supposed to come out later this year? They just slap Cloverfield on it. Yeah, I, I hope not. And I know like I know that d- that's what happened with 10 Cloverfield Lane, but Gosh. 10 Cloverfield Lane... Yeah, it was originally The Cellar is what it was called. Right. That's weird. But was it in was God Particle in production before The Cellar? I'm checking. I'm checking on God Particle now because I know when 10 Cloverfield Lane was in production now. Its original script as The Cellar was in 2012. Yeah. So, and that was that was a movie that that Paramount and JJ caught wind of because of like Dan Trachtenberg was his first, you know, full-length feature film mm-hmm. and uh JJ used the Cloverfield name to get this movie out there because he believed in it so mm-hmm. much. Which I like that yeah. idea. But with with they Paradox, in this? <laughs> yeah, with Paradox, no, that's why it's on Netflix. Then why slap the Cloverfield name on it? To make money. So here we go. Um, <laughs> so dirty. I know, right? <laughs> Trying to figure out what month these kind of happened in. They announced the God Particle. Um, film was announced in November 2012 under the God Particle. The script for 10 Cloverfield Lane, before it was adopted as a Cloverfield movie, was first debuted on quote unquote the hit list, which is a tracking board for like scripts, um, in 2012. I can't figure out what, what month that was. So it's like, if it so, wasn't picked up as a Cloverfield movie, but the God particle was announced, it's interesting. But at this point, I don't know that the starting point, starting line even makes sense or, or matters because they didn't start as Cloverfield movies anyway. Right. It only matters when they decided to make them Cloverfield. The God movies. Particle might have decided to be a Cloverfield movie before that because it says in November 2012 it was already under the Bad Robot Productions uh, production studio. 
So in November 2012, it was announced as the God Particle under Bad Robot. So they hadn't said whether or not it was a Cloverfield movie. Yeah, but well, it depend, yeah, it depends on if they were not calling it Cloverfield because they were trying to hide that it was Cloverfield mm-hmm. or if they weren't calling it Cloverfield because it wasn't Cloverfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. All I know is like I still love the first and second movie. Yeah. And I think this movie does not uh, – does not add anything, and therefore I can discard it in my mind yeah. and just be like, okay. This, is, this isn't The Last Jedi. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not ruining anything, <laughs> uh, but it, it's just, I think it just bums me out that it's its that pointless. I love that. So, <laughs> and this bums is, me out, yeah. man. This is Wikipedia here. So it's like it's anybody Charlie can Brown write Brown this stuff. <laughs> but <laughs> this says that the, uh, the seller by Josh Campbell and Matt's, Dukin was ultimately reworked during the production to become 10 Cloverfield Lane, adding elements to tie the script to the first Cloverfield film. However, uh, what when, are those things? I need to go research. When Uziel wrote his <laughs> screenplay for God Particle, it had not been attached to Cloverfield. When Bad Robot acquired the script, which was around the same time that they acquired the seller, J.J. Um, Abrams had already put some thought for how it could fit into the Cloverfield universe, mm. but had not come up with any. Uh, with the way prior to filming, so it's yeah, it seems like it happened around the same time, mm. but that like somewhere in the middle of production of like of uh, Ten Cloverfield, they decided, and then in this one, he kind of already had the idea. Mm. <clears throat> so strange. I don't like. I don't know of any of anything to compare this to. To like even. Like there's nothing else that does this. It's fascinating, no. and I love yeah, it. I mean, it's like, fascinating. I I personally like love this because it's like this is completely untread territory. It's like we have like Marvel back in the day whenever they did their whole like everything's connected kind of universe. Like that was brand new, and now this is happening with this universe, and you're like this feels like kind of brand new too. It's not like I think everybody's going to run out and do this to their universes, but please don't. It's it's yeah, but it's all of a sudden this unique. is a Batman film. He doesn't even look like Batman. <laughs> Just call him Gary half the movie. It's like, how did we turn Whiplash into the Batman movie? Just, just don't know. Because Robin plays drums. <laughs> I feel like in Teen Titans Go, he would. That's true. I mean, yeah. Seriously. I mean, if any, if any superhero is going to play drums, it's probably Robin, you know? Yeah. I mean, he uses, he uses like the little like things as well as Nightwing. So or like it's... Beast Boy would do it, but then Robin would pick it up to try and yeah. do it better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh but yeah. Beast Boy would totally beat him in the end of the episode. <laughs> And then they team up later on. Create a band. That's right. And then a school of rock. <laughs> DC Universe. They do the whole like back-to-back drummers and the stage raises and oh man, it's amazing. <laughs> we just wrote a we just wrote an episode of Teen Titans. Yeah, we did. <laughs> well, cool. Yeah. Do we want to rate so, this yeah, thing? Yeah, let's rate this thing. I forgot right. we hadn't even rated it yet. Yep. Um, I'll go first. Yeah. I'll give this a seven. That is. Yeah, that's right where I'm at. Seven. Uh, like 4.5. Cool. Okay. Probably. <laughs> Man, I, I want to see what the average is now of this. I mean, that's pulling the average pretty low, but. <laughs> so so one of my goals in life, because <laughs> I, I can't it's tell. To find what, averages? Well, no. <laughs> yeah. It's a fairly average. easy goal. <laughs> um, Give me two numbers on my is average. Is to, uh, three by three. Average is six point one six 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 six. Um, 
is to go back through all of our episodes and average out what our whole like our our stay on target score is. Yeah, like from the reviewers mm-hmm. that we have on, and just see like what our because we th- we're like, what do we rate? Blah blah blah. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. Dude, I bet you anything, <laughs> well, it's eight point five. I also think I also think <laughs> it would be is that the most common. Like, yeah, anytime yeah. we're 8. like, oh, it's good. Any, yeah, anytime, it's okay. anytime we're pretty positive on it, I feel yeah. like it's like an eight or an eight point five. Like yeah. I really do. And if, and it, so, so it's your name, then it's a ten. The yeah. other side of that, though, I think we should go back through like mm. every single review at some point, like some special episode or whatever, we, and then like be like, were we right or wrong? Like, oh. what, what do we think now? Would we change it now? Yeah, like what do we think? Like, do, what we do we think that, now? We should make like, that a segment because like, all of our take two of our highest rated movies and two of our lowest rated movies, yeah. and discuss whether we I like that whether the, our, that score has gone up in our mind or down. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's like because these most of the time we review them like right after. Yeah, yeah. And so you don't have time to think. You don't have time to watch it again. You yeah. don't really have like and this discussion is all we have. This one, I'm very confident in my my score on this one because, like I said, I. Yeah. Either way on it, because we've had two weeks with it. I've only given two tens, right? Mm-hmm. War for the Planet of the Apes in your name? Yeah. That's right. I'm just throwing this in here, because I have a microphone. Mm-hmm. Paddington 2, 10. Really? Yes. Dude, wow. Paddington 1 is really good. I only just recently Paddington watched one, Paddington 1. I don't want to see the 1. Paddington 1 is like a 9.5. Paddington 2 is a solid 10. Is this the second episode in a row we've mentioned Paddington? Yes. Uh, did we mention it? I love you it. mentioned it last week. I want to watch Paddington 2. Is, is this, this still, still in theaters, theaters right now? Yeah. yeah I'm going to okay. movie pass it. I need to watch. Anyway, it. How do you watch the first one, dude? I'm jump get ready to, to ball your eyes out. I mean, oh my god! I always loved Paddington back in the day. Oh my god, dude! Paddington one is amazing, and so I'm I excited that Paddington two is is. Better. I haven't even talked to you about this because, no. like, like you you cry in movies. Yeah, all the time. I dude, don't. I, I cry. I've in never. Movies. I've never cried in a movie mess. theater. Dude, I, I'm gonna. I cried. I teared mess, up. Then. For the first time in my life, I'm a 33 year old man. I teared up <laughs> in Paddington. In two? Paddington two. That's amazing. I love. Isn't it a? It's like there's no higher endorsement experience. It would. It kind of. I kind of wasn't prepared for it. Like I really was because I knew exactly what was going to happen, and I knew exactly how it was going to happen. And as soon as it started to happen, as soon as the event started to take place on the silver screen, I felt just all of a sudden my tear ducts just like, and I was like, oh. <laughs> God, it's so good. I just like couldn't stop. And I was like, you know, I was with my my son and my wife and I had to look strong. So I was wiping my eyes like, you know, just like, oh, I got something. No, dude, I, I weep openly in theaters. <laughs> like open, I don't even know what openly weeping as opposed to privately weeping. <laughs> Just grab it on everyone next to you. <laughs> just crying in a, a stranger's like blow your nose in somebody else's jacket, you know? <laughs> I also laughed harder than I've ever. Oh! oh! Yeah! Catherine just walked in with uh, 250 cupcakes. Well, no, not. Wait a minute. 250 no, cupcakes? I, that, sounds, that is sounds, greatly exaggerated. That's not right. <laughs> there are either some really small there's, cupcakes. Uh, there's roughly six or seven <laughs> cupcakes. Or that's a or five. really large thing she has in her hands. And it has. Candles that say 250. That's yes. pretty incredible. It <laughs> it's a better way to say that. <laughs> than... so Thank you. We should each take one here and then blow it out at the yeah. same time. Oh, that's, oh, that's just don't genius. spill the hot wax that's all over genius, your hands. Man. Oh my gosh. All right. Okay. This are, we, are we ready for this? There we go. All right. It's like a, it's like a right. birthday party. All right. Yeah. Here we right. go. Three. <laughs> happy birthday to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Three, two, one. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yay. Thank you. That's awesome. That's awesome. Did you make these? No. Okay. <laughs> the uh, you don't want 
Oh, I mean, I'll take I'll, one of the chocolate I'll eat, ones. I'll as eat as them just the so. same. Yeah, seriously. Ow! That wax was <laughs> spilt on my hand. <laughs> oh, no, that, Chris. real bad. That's bad. Oh, I spilled it on my shirt. <laughs> oh, man. Gosh, we're just a mess over yeah. here. You yeah, like. have children. We don't know how to hold food. Ow, it's still hot. Oh, my gosh. It's oh, hot on my shirt. Man. It's on my jeans, too. <laughs> Sure. This yeah. is all, all my right. fault because I now have to pick time up, for the pick ASMR the... section of the podcast where we all eat muffins into our <laughs> microphone. Yeah, this is going to be the, the moment everybody turns it off because it's yeah. disgusting. Right. Yeah, do we have anything else we need to talk about? What is next week? Oh, man, that's a good question. Are we reviewing something next week? I don't remember. I mean, if not, we should we should review Batman. We still haven't done that. The Batman. Telltale series? Oh, I think only episode four is out. I don't think all of them are out yet. Oh, yeah, one. I know, but are we going to review them individually now? <laughs> what is going on? Uh, the, uh, Red Sparrow actually comes out next weekend. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I'm going to to watch it. Probably not opening night and review, right? But I mean, we probably, didn't no, list that no, one. probably not opening night and review. Um, that's the only thing that happens next week. I think that's the only thing that's on the calendar. Yeah, so right. maybe we will do a Batman. Right. I feel like the Batman Telltale series. <laughs> These are really good. It's a good like <laughs> filler episode. Go one episode at a time, you know. Yeah, like yeah, I mean, yeah, we yeah. might make through make it through the whole series by the end of the year. Yeah, I'm good with that. That sounds great. Okay, when was the first one last year? Oh yeah, it was totally last year. Okay. Like they, the fourth one just came out like recently, so it's like it's we're we're three episodes behind <laughs> at this point. <laughs> what is going on? Have you ever eaten a cupcake before? <laughs> It is going everywhere, bro. <laughs> he's got it like cupped in his hand, <laughs> and he's like, like an apple, lapping man. it up like a dog drinking water. <laughs> oh my gosh! It's oh just... man! Happy 250th episode, guys! Yeah, happy 250th episode! Congratulations! We did it! Yes. We did do it! I mean, you guys did it mostly. I mean, you're, you're I mean, even a big part of it. Standing on the shoulders helped. of giants over the past uh, four years, it's been a it's been a wild ride. It has. I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> well, you were sitting there like a doctor, like before yeah. the surgery or whatever. Yeah. It's like, I can't touch anything. <laughs> oh, All right. man. I was hungry, too. I, I just had ramen for dinner. Mm. Dude, Bro, ramen is spot. Ramen, is that because like, you're cooking for yourself right now? Ramen done no. well. Kate actually made it. Oh, nice. Ramen mm. done well is amazing. Oh, yeah. This was authentic, like, like hard-boiled egg in the middle Ooh. type stuff. Yeah. Love it. Love it, dude. The only ramen I've ever had. Well, no, I take that back. I've had good ramen. Most of the time, it's just the package. like. So, okay. So, think about this. Similar to watches. I'm going to compare watches and ramen here. Watch watch this. <laughs> this podcast is so long already, John. <laughs> you can get watches that are like a dollar. Yeah. And you can also get watches that are like super like fancy and yeah. super legit. Ramen is similar where it's like you can get ramen that's like four cents or you can get amazing like I mean, my, ramen. My, my question though is is the is the 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 quality difference the same ah uh, well whenever you have a quality swing of like tens of thousands of dollars on watches maybe not but it is it is uh you can definitely get some legit ramen all right i need to get some legit ramen in. that's ever this week <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening to the podcast for 250 episodes if you've made it to this point <laughs> Uh, you can find us online at stayintargetpodcast.com on Twitter at chriswright250 and John Wright 777 and Fultron84 
and uh, at Stay on Target Pod. Did I already say that? Maybe. You can I don't go, know. go to your podcast service of choice, review us, tell your friends about us. Next week, we'll probably talk about Batman, but we will not promise anything. <laughs> <laughs> Under promise, over this deliver. This isn't a verbal contract. Yeah. yeah. Uh, remember whenever we said we would uh, review Fantastic Four? Never did that. <laughs> probably for the We best. talked about it, though. Yeah, we talked about why. That 4% of Rotten Tomatoes sure didn't help. Well, the 17 <laughs> didn't stop us from reviewing Paradox, so... That's true. Mm. Uh, I, yep, we can talk about that at, at some point. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on, on Target. Target.